Welcome back to the Prime 5 Podcast. On today's episode, I tell a funny story. Max asks a question, and we get a little vulnerable as a group while we talk drugs and alcohol. Then for the last half, we talk about me failing as a coach and how I'm learning to do better. We also discover some of the reasons for Max being so burnt out within his business and dive into possible solutions. This was a solid chat and a lot of fun. And I think we all took some value away from it, so I really hope you do too. As always, thanks for listening. Enjoy. You're tuned in to Prime 5 Podcast. You do everything for a reason, right? For a purpose. If you have a reason or a purpose behind everything, you'll actually like do it. How you do one thing is how you do everything. But here's the thing like with partying is that there's an inherent risk to it that I don't think a lot of people are considering when they go out and do it. You shouldn't really try to assign a good or a bad to things. And just everything that happens, you're like question it and just continue on without like trying to tie some kind of belief or some kind of emotion to it. Just like the fact that like how fragile life actually is. Yeah, man. Mash that button. <laughs> Is that not, that that's our like new thing? That's our intro. Till we get bored of that, then we'll then we'll move on to the next thing. Yeah. By the way, can you guys hear the pistachios cracking here, or am I good? Hmm. You're good. Do it one more time. It's not bad. It's honestly. <laughs> I just want to see you eat pistachios. Yeah, the, no, I, I don't hear the pistachios cracking. I do hear you like ASMRing your microphone with the nuts in your mouth. So. <laughs> so you go watch out for that. But otherwise, you're good. Bad. Yeah, Brady, I tried. You know how fucking John eats pistachios? Like that, he opens them in his mouth. I tried that, and I'm like. I'm fairly certain I cracked a tooth. Like it was a noise that shouldn't have happened. I don't know yeah. how he does it. Now. Did I ever tell you the, the funniest thing John told me when he was uh, when I saw him in pistachios the first time? Did I tell you guys that ago. No, but I'm assuming something sexual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you going to tell us now? <laughs> I don't know. I just, oh yeah, I'll say John Fitzgerald. So like he's eating pistachios, and just puts like the whole nut in his mouth and like does, eats everything and like spits out just the two things. It's, it's like so clean. So clean. The cleanest thing i've ever seen i was like holy fuck I was like that's impressive he's like hey brady like you you, you, you want to make a marriage last that's truth though yeah it's yeah daniel no, daniel no daniel's a, a backup <laughs> i got you <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. do you guys so, eat like sunflower seeds with your hands too or do you no like... those you gotta do in your mouth come on now <laughs> yeah Skyler just like that yeah like that <laughs> Mac looks like he's actually putting in the work over he's there actually trying. <laughs> I don't know how John does it like <laughs> it breaks in half and then I can't get it out you gotta Max. flick it with your tongue really fast and hard yeah, dude. Have you ever no, wondered why Trisha's so happy? Yeah, man. Hold up your teeth and flick up your tongue. <laughs> Crack that bitch right in half. You got to put a PG, an R rated R before you start this episode. 
There's actually a fucking thing now that I have to again, click. Again, I want, I want another disclaimer. Wait, wait, wait. That. Seriously, there's actually a thing you have to click, Zach? I have to click a thing that says if our content is explicit or not, so. <laughs> Do you <laughs> click it? about pistachios. I don't know. I have to or else it won't let me upload. I usually say it's clean, but. <laughs> well, not anymore. I, I haven't gotten flagged yet, so. <laughs> See, you're Dude. doing much. It's Dude, more Max, fluid motion. I'm talking like I know what I'm doing. I'm just joking. This is the worst podcast experience yeah. ever. Yeah, <laughs> there was a bunch of idiots giggling and Max making funny faces nobody can see. All right, moving on. Um, I'm going to tell you guys a story about how the universe tested me yesterday. Oh, like I a, love Like a little bitch. <laughs> so okay. did you guys see my story? Like I posted on my Instagram, me like playing with those puppies. I did. No. Yeah, I went I to didn't. my second quote. I booked my first two quotes of the day. It was so awesome. I went to my second quote and they had three month old puppies and they were so fucking cute. I lost my goddamn mind. I stayed there for like two hours. Like it was like a 30 minute quote. And I was like rolling around on the floor, like petting these like dogs and shit. They were super chills. Really nice people. Super awesome quote. And I was laying on the floor at one point with the dogs. And I was like petting them. And I was like, you know, my entire day could go to shit right now. And it would still all be okay. Oh, no. This is like oh, totally no. worth it. And mm. I like I put that out in the fucking ether. And the universe was like, hold my beer. <laughs> like straight up yeah dude the universe was like fuck you buddy did you actually just say that okay let's 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 fucking so like not even like 20 minutes later i get a call from my uh my painter and they're like hey like the pressure washer is doing some really weird shit i'm like okay like what do you mean they're like well it started for a bit then it made a really bad sound and then now it won't start and i'm like okay like put me on like speaker put me near the pressure washer like try and start it and i can hear it like making this like weird sound like it's, it didn't sound great so i'm like that's problematic so i'm like okay i'm gonna go over there and like see what i can do to fix it so i go over there and fucking i'm like checking it out trying to figure out what's going on or whatever and um it was funny because I had left like I was in Sherwood Park doing quotes and I had left to the south side to go do the rest of my quotes for the afternoon. And the pressure washer was in Sherwood Park and it broke. So I had to drive all the way back to Sherwood Park and fucking I'm dicking around with the pressure washer. I get it going. It works for like 10 minutes. I walk back to my car. I can hear them pressure washing. I sit down in my car and I like go to make a phone call to let the client know like, hey, I'm going to be late. And I can hear I hear the pressure washer like shit out like off in the distance. Like I hear them like and then it's like <laughs> and i was just like what the fuck so like i go i get back out of my car my painter came like running out because she thought i was leaving and she's like waving and i'm like no i'm on the phone like just fucking hold on a second like go back over there get it going again and it starts smoking and i'm like holy fuck like i i do not want to go get a new pressure washer right now so i'm like hey fuck it like I don't care if it's smoking, just like full sand, like finish washing this house. Like, fuck it. So, like, so, so they get the fucking thing done or whatever. I leave. I go to my next quote, do the quote, and um, they go to the south side to do like another deck or whatever. And I just finished my other quote. and I get another phone call and they're like, yeah, it's like it's like really bad now. Like it's it's not working like it's done. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm just kind of like sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, hey, what the fuck am I going to do now? And I'm like fuck it. I'm just going to get a new pressure washer. So I like roll into Home Depot, get a new pressure washer. I'm like, Hey, I'm on my way. I'm going to like bring you a pressure washer or whatever. Um, my one quote, cause it got pushed back so far. I ended up having to like reschedule the other one to like a totally different time. So I couldn't do it, which sucked. And then like, I go get the pressure washer I bring it there and I'm like setting it up. And I kind of look at my painter. She was supposed to be done at like three four ish it was like five 30, almost six o'clock. And I, she was supposed to see her grandma that night. I just like looked at her. I was like, 
go see your grandma get the fuck out of here and she's like are you sure and i'm like just just go like this is now a me problem <laughs> and like so i like assembled this fucking pressure washer at this house and pressure washed at like seven o'clock so it was just like it was just ruthless like the, yeah the universe was just like dude <laughs> like and it's like 30 degrees outside it was not a good time i fucking had a day it was very interesting but my uh client gave me watermelon so that was a plus that was pretty dope it is a bonus my yeah friend. like lordy lordy there's a really good deal like canadian tire on a power washer i wonder if it was similar at home depot uh i don't know i just i've walked in and i was like i need this style pressure washer and the dude was like that one i was like that one he's like that one i was like cool and i just picked it up and walked the fuck out nice honda motor uh i got a dewalt uh but it came with a four-year oh, warranty no. so really? a dewalt fucking who who is this guy yeah oh, i don't know dewalt power washer yeah i wanted something i wasn't gonna have to fucking worry about and it came with a two-year manufacturer warranty and then i got a two-year one from home depot so I have four-year warranty on this bitch that's yeah, a really good idea actually. I think it'll yeah. be lasting for days. Yeah, I was like, I don't fucking care. I don't have time for this shit. So I have the other pressure washer. I'm gonna take it apart and see what the fuck. And then well, it's good to have a backup. Yeah. And then either my thoughts are I'll either like rebuild it, put it back together and sell it, try and recoup some of the costs, or rebuild it, put it back together and rent it to other franchisees when they need a pressure washer. I could have used it last week and yeah. I had to take mine to the shop. Great yeah. idea, honestly. Yeah, so that's that's how I'm gonna recoup some of the costs. So, yeah, but yeah, I, I just thought it was so funny because I fucking I was like I was there was one point I was driving in my car and it was right after the pressure washer broke the second time and I was driving in my car and I heard the words in my head and I just started fucking laughing. I was like, I did this to myself. I was like, why would I ever say something like that? Of course, the universe is gonna be like, bitch. And I just started <laughs> laughing and I was like, okay. I like looked up and I was just like, you tested me right now. Okay, I see. I see. <laughs> it's like I see you fucking painting gods, you bastards. <laughs> yeah, like, like, honestly, it's there, buying man. a pressure washer from Costco because it's like five hundred bucks. It's pretty good quality, but like Costco does not give a shit. Like what happens with it? Like I brought back a pressure washer, like broken. You know, wasn't spitting out water. Like half the stuff was missing, no receipt. And they were like, "Oh yeah, no worries. Just go get a new one." And we exchanged it for free. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, their madness. Is that the uh, the how do you pronounce it? Uh, Habasker. Howey's the the orange uh, one. Yeah. Buscovarna. That's the one. Yeah. yeah, that's how you pronounce. It. That one's interesting because it has the uh, it has all the tips mm-hmm. built into it's one rotated. knob. It just rotates. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Does it, does it work one. with the spinning tip though? I don't think you can put a spinning tip on that bitch. The turbo? No, I don't. You could. So. You could. No, because you can pull off that thing as well and put in another tip. Oh, okay, uh, okay cool. Sick. Yeah, I don't know. There's one that I got. It's actually a little smaller than my other one, but man, that thing jams. It's sweet also because it has like an idle. Like, no, you know how pressure washers just always like full jam? Like, if you want to make it chill out, you can turn it down. Like, it has like a throttle. It's fucking sweet. You one before didn't have a throttle? No, nah, dude. It was just on. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Madness. It was oh, on like you crank it and it was just like it had a pressure release oh, like it would it would spray out the excess water but yeah that thing was fucking like literally and then Dude, i was thinking ridiculous. about it i'm like it's probably done like two thousand hours worth of pressure washing and like you know i maintain it and shit like that but like i definitely haven't fucking you know what i mean i was just like this thing's just been jamming for solid two and a half years been so. doing its thing. yeah that's I epic just, yeah so, I got a wicked deal. My my grandpa knows a guy at Princess Auto who works there, and uh, he gave me. He just went back and found it 
at its best on sale price that it ever was at, plus his, his employee discount of like, fuck, I don't know, something like 20% or something. But I got like a 3,400 PSI pressure washer for like 350 bucks. It was Dude. sick. Yeah. yeah. So you got four more of those or what? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, so Dan, if you need, or I guess any of you guys, but Dan lives beside me. So, I mean, if you ever need any big ticket items to get from Princess Auto, let me know and we can go shopping. Fuck yeah, dude. I love yeah. Princess That's where I get all my rags. Yeah. All my painter eggs from there. Yeah, they have the best deals on eggs. Big old fucking basket of eggs and you're out. Mm. Yeah, like the 10, 10 pound bags. It's the best. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so there's my story for you guys. <laughs> I got uh I got shit wrecked by the universe. <laughs> it was good though. It was good. It was just funny. <laughs> Looks like a few of us had quite the Friday night as well, based off our whoop recovery scores. Yeah. I've never oh. seen mine go that low ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zach, you wrote what two percent? <laughs> two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that was possible. I mean, I don't know, man. I had like a, a pretty good recovery score. <laughs> I was pretty happy with my decision. Yeah, no, I was fine. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I actually wanted well, to... Brandon Skyler did, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, like, you know, when it comes to drinking... um, Just say no. <laughs> <laughs> Skyler, Zach... I, I can't even say Brady because this was like a one-time thing. Scott and Zach, this is an intervention. <laughs> um, what do you mean, man? I drink like maybe right once now? a month. <laughs> so no, but, uh, I want to ask, like, what are your thoughts on, I guess, the the benefits of drinking from time to time at this age and like at this stage of life? Yeah, I, I honestly have uh, thought about it a lot, just like in the context of more so the day after, you know, how it affects and like, um, like even yesterday was pretty much a write-off, like, you know, didn't get much done, but I think kind of like, like I said in the, in the group chat, like I have no, no addiction or anything to drinking at all. Like I would be totally fine to not drink for, you know, however long, like I, I never have any casual drinks at home or, you know, go out to the bar for wings just to have drinks or anything like that. Like the only time I really drink is that like a big event with student works or, you know, some sort of, like, I, like I'd say it probably happens around 10 times a year. I just have bigger events. But I, I have no problem doing that just because for one, like there's a certain part of me that, that enjoys, you know, enjoys it from time to time. I think it's, you know, like something that I, I have fun doing with the right, the right people around. Like, I don't think it's a terrible thing from time to time, but it's just my opinion. And then, but also there's a flip side where like the day after I'm a fucking puddle, like I can't even move. So it's, you know, there's, there's definitely negative aspects associated, but I think for my situation right now, it's, it's not a terrible thing just because of the amount that I do it. If I were to do it every single weekend, I think I would be a little bit more concerned with it, but yeah, I'm not, not honestly too worried with the, with the negative repercussions. Well, I'm in the same spot where I like made a, a decision that I'm only drinking at like major events, like nothing other than that. But I've kind of been questioning like the utility of that even because it's like if you look at the negative effects of drinking, like like you said, well, one, there's obviously a fucking financial cost to it because it's expensive. Um, then you're pretty much borrowing 
energy from multiple days after because you know you you what time debt i fucking hate time debt yeah you, you don't feel 100% the next day like next day is pretty much a write off and the day after depending on how much you drink usually you're not at 100% either so it's like oh yeah totally know, a lot of energy you're screwing up your sleep on top of that it's like it's in our intro of daniel saying that like it's just there's an inher- inherent risk to it because it's like you're putting yourself in a position where you're not making the greatest decisions surrounded by other people who are probably in the same spot so it's like when you count when you factor all those things in, it's like, I don't know, like, yeah, it's fun, but it's like, do you think we're at a stage in our life where we should be optimizing for fun right now? Well, I think every now, like, I think it's definitely, I think in my opinion, it's something that I, I feel comfortable integrating on occasion, like in moderation, because I know it's obviously it's not healthy and I've, I've accepted that, but I don't think it's at the point where it's turning my life in a negative trajectory. Like I wouldn't say that the amount that I drink in the year ends up being like taking me down a significant amount to where I would be otherwise. Like I'm, I don't think I'm really derailing my trajectory by a significant amount by drinking the amount that I do. Hold on flip side to that though. What about the compounded effect of that over time? You're saying within a year, right? Mm-hmm. Short time span. But if you look at that prolonged over the course of your life, do you think it still doesn't have a negative effect on your trajectory? Because I would argue otherwise. Yeah, very no, very fair. Like I think it, it definitely could. And I think that it Yeah, I guess I guess it's just a decision that you have to make because Really, like there's not nothing that's forcing me to drink. It's definitely a choice that I'm making because I want to, you know, have the experience associated with it. So I haven't really, I don't think I've put enough thought into, you know, exactly why I choose to drink, other than the fact that I, you know, on occasion enjoy it. Like it's like enjoyable. There's... That's that's what I'm saying though. It's enjoyable, but I was even thinking about like major events of like not like you know payroll events every two weeks or anything like that but it's like you know a wedding or like a you know a student works boat cruise or something like that event that happens like once a year it's like yeah it's enjoyable but is it really enjoyable to the point where you're you're willing to sacrifice the two days after of like how you'd feel otherwise and you know putting yourself in that situation i mean in mexico i absolutely sacrificed that entire week i did i think i slept a combined 15 hours the whole time we were there and that was definitely not a smart decision because the whole week after i felt like absolute shit and i my recovery was like took so long after the trip it's like i i don't think it's it's any surprise that there's definitely negative effects but yeah i don't know it's a that's a tough question to answer anyone else what do, you, what do you think <laughs> i i've figured this out for myself My, I is your, understand... uh, sorry go ahead skyler no i was just gonna say out of curiosity what is your i'm actually just what is your perception on the amount that you think that i drink me yeah i have no idea i i don't think it's a lot okay, like cool. i i think you're in the same boat as zach like you know 10 maybe 15 times a year Oh, I have no fucking idea how many. Um, no, for me, <laughs> this is something. This is something I've like. I, I've I've had my my. I definitely have a, a pretty strong opinion on it. Like I, for me, I don't mind drinking. I think there's 
definitely no problem with it when you do it in moderation every so often for the sake of just going to do it. I honestly enjoy going to have a beer on a patio sometimes. I know a lot of people say, oh, the taste, that's just bullshit. Like, you're just like, I know the whole video that we watched. And sure, I guess you can like develop it. But to be fair, I also fucking hated coffee when I was a kid. And now I love it. So, I mean, there's our argument for there as well. I don't necessarily think that going and slamming a beer every single night or going and like that, making that a lifestyle habit is is necessarily something that should be being done. And it's not something I do either. But for example, like I, my, my brother just moved to White Ave and um, we went out to go hang out on White Ave for a little bit. And I wanted to take him out on White Ave because I don't really hang out with him that much or like take him out to go dancing or like hang out to us. We went out for a couple hours. We had a couple of drinks together. I've never really been the type of person also, when I was younger, for sure, like 18, like first kind of getting into drinking when you don't really know your limits and it's just insane when you're a kid, but when you're younger, but I honestly hate the fact of ever getting to the point. Like if I, I don't feel the need or, or want to ever get to the point when I'm drinking to get to the point where I actually am like getting sick and it's getting to the point where you're, you're actually like literally poisoning your body and you are actually fucked up for like the rest of the day. Or the next two days after I went out with my with my brother and did my thing. I woke up. I still got all my shit done and was productive. My recovery on the whoop. Yes, was was suffered. And I'm sure that my body, the toll that it took on at that one occasion, because that time was a little bit more than I typically would, to be honest with you. But I still knew what my duties were the next day. And I didn't use as an excuse to be like, OK, I I drank the night before. So like now the whole day's a write-off like i made that decision to go and do that knowing that that this is the same thing like what Corey says at training he's like i'm gonna give what the fuck i don't care what you guys do at night but like you still have to show up in the morning to be at training or like you're if you have a, like a, like a family your kids don't care that you are hungover or whatever that might be and for me i i really like i i get like there's like i just feel like there's too much extremeness with it like i just don't know if it's really that deep like i understand the compound effect behind it and everything else like that but for me i don't necessarily see a need to completely wipe alcohol completely out of my life because I don't feel like I have a, a problem with it like for me I love to go snowboarding and go sit in the hot tub and have a beer after there's like one of the most satisfying feelings ever but I'm not one to just be like holy fuck it's Friday or I'm hanging out with the friends like I need to go get shit faced tonight now and that's the thing I've been really trying to actively do especially like here in Edmonton or just like in general like I actually do enjoy that the company is like really pushing to like do events that are less alcohol based like i think that's a really positive thing for a lot of people and it's why like i'm trying to get my friends to go and do like spike ball with me go do beach volleyball like i'm doing beach volleyball every thursday night and we don't go to like beach volleyball and go drink after like it's literally we go and do like beach ball volleyball and that's it and i i try to like push more of those um more healthier things to do or even like i'm gonna do uh, an event with my painters here soon and we're just gonna go to like a board game cafe and like hang out and play some board games and like i don't even want to drink or like plan on having any alcohol for, for that reason to try to just to make it a a good thing but yes do i like to go to the club sometimes and have some drinks take some shots and like go dance and just have like a fucking great time sometimes every so often absolutely and i don't when i go out for those nights i don't go for the fact of like trying to get like so hammered that i'm throwing up and can't function the next day does it happen sometimes like in the case if you go to mexico or boat cruise sure 100 percent. but in terms of it being like a lifestyle decision decision where like every single weekend it's something that i'm actively wanting to do definitely as i'm getting older like that that urge or even that want is just less and less because it sucks like i also hate just waking up and feeling like shit the next day like there's so much more rewarding to be able just to go to bed like i was texting you guys like all my buddies went out for a birthday party and i was like 
fuck it. Like, I really don't want to go tonight. I went for a walk instead and went to bed early and it was awesome. And it was like a really great decision. So I just, I don't feel like I'm at a point in life where I've like necessarily like abused alcohol to a level where I feel like a really conviction to, to completely wipe it clean. Like I, I just, I don't like, I love to go to my grandparents and have like a glass of wine with them over dinner or something like that. And I know it could just be like a, whatever, like it's, you could just change that social norm and maybe that is the case. And I just need to educate myself more on it. But I personally don't think that I have a problem with drinking or that like, it's something that I like, I constantly have in my fridge or like people come over and constantly like offering them beers and stuff like that. So well, yeah, I, I, don't think, yeah. I, I don't think anybody in this group like has a problem with it. And that's like why we should like consider wiping it out by any means. Like, I think we're all very far from that. It's more just like yeah. my question was, it, it wasn't even like directed at you guys drinking. It was like more thoughts for myself. Of, like, um, do you see any utility in drinking right now other than the, fun aspect like is there anything else that i'm missing of like you know the benefits of it oh i understand um to be honest uh i would say no the only thing i i will say is there's something to be said and i get it like and i even when i say it i'll just say it first and explain but there is something to be said sometimes when you're hanging out with a big group of people like even diametry it was great i i got to hang out with like the dms that like i'm not as close with and we all were like out hanging out the one night we stayed out a little bit later it was like two in the morning had a couple drinks out on like the back deck or whatever and just we're like sitting we're talking about life and it was great i know like alcohol doesn't have to be involved for that to happen but sometimes when it does happen it's really fucking awesome and you look back and you're like that was that was so sick like that was that was a really cool experience like really bonded with that person and I, i understand that just because like the alcohol doesn't have to be the thing to make those things happen. And if I felt like in life that I was only having those moments of people where it, it was only in those moments, then I'd be like, okay, like this is a problem. Like I need to go and like learn how to make relationships and be friends with people and connect on a deep level outside of like alcohol. But there's something to be said that I, I think is really cool about having those moments with, uh, with people. And even like my little brother, like me and my brother are like best friends, like Damien and we drink together occasionally but a lot of times we just go and do fun stuff and connect all the time but i remember i went on a trip with him to bamp and uh we're having drinks at night on our last night and me and him like jumped over a fence at our place when the hot tub was closed and like broke into the hot tub and we're just having some beers and it was like one of the sickest like nights together ever like and i would never go back and change anything for it woke up the next day and it was awesome so i think there can be something to be said about it not necessarily being such a bad thing it just depends on like what your perspective and your attitude is towards it yeah, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing. It's not like a good or bad. It's more just like, I, I was kind of thinking about it, like, is there any utility for myself other than fun? Because like you said, like, yeah, you can have some great memories and build some relationships off of it. But it's like, would that have happened otherwise? Probably. And if not, then it's like, you should probably be rethinking your choices and like the people you're spending time with. So it's like, if the only utility for me there is fun, then it's like, I don't know, to what extent... Yeah. I guess, should we be optimizing for fun when we're mm-hmm. young guys trying to make money, trying to, you know, build amazing futures? It's like, you know, is fun really the thing we should be looking to kind of to get out of life? No, and I hear you. And it's it's always like when you when you achieve your goal and you get to that that level of that, it's more enjoyable and more fun, quote unquote, to be on the other side of that when you actually just worked hard and get and got to that. So I, I completely hear you in that, honestly. Yeah, but you also don't want to, get old and not have fun along the way 
Like, yeah, like I don't I, know, I, man, I, I'm having fun. <laughs> I, I guess it depends on what your definition of fun is, I suppose. But there are certain things like my piece on alcohol at this point is I understand what it does to my body on a way deeper level than I ever have in the past. And I get that. And I think there's a time and a place and I very selectively choose that time and that place. I don't think you need to just either have it or not have it, but you do need to understand, okay, if I am going to do this, these are the results of my actions. And that should be something that's in your head so that when you do it, you understand what, like you still have to do the other, the other side of it. Right. And even what Skylar said too, like not using it as an excuse the next day, like if you're going to go out and drink, then you know, okay. But, you know, you can't just sit on your ass all day the next day. Or like, or like, you have shit, you have yeah. shit that needs to be done. So yeah, I'm going to clip this and play it for you in Mexico. <laughs> but honestly, yeah. you know what? I'm honestly getting really sick and tired of, of hearing from people. And it's, it's been like a very recent thing is, is like almost like just like the pre-planning of, of just like knowing that like that day is going to be your write-off. Like it's, I, I'm that, that part of me, like the last, like last couple of months in all honesty, I just like my, I feel like I'm just been just really like, uh, where people are like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go out on Friday, which means Saturday is going to be shit. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. like I actually want to like go do something like fun and like hang out with you guys and like wake up and go get brunch. And like, like, I don't know. Like I just, I, I feel like I'm like, I fucking partied it up and I had a good time and I, I wouldn't change it for the world, but I'm like, I still love to go do those things. Like there was a rave that was that happened in Edmonton few weeks ago and i went to it with with like connor and rally it was fucking sweet we had a, and my brother it was a great time we had a blast but like i don't know like but i, I kind of left a little earlier and was like hey like want to have a day tomorrow kind of thing but um i don't know i i agree like i and i like that you're bringing it up max because i i feel like it's there's too much of like this is just what is considered fun especially for someone who's like already like kind of like maybe socially awkward and doesn't really know how to like get out. So it's a very easy for thing. And then especially when you get around a lot of people who are extroverted. So like you use that as your crutch to like get out of your shell and, and be that, be that person. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm really hitting a point in my life where like, I also am just kind of like, I still, I don't want that type of energy around me, I guess as much anymore. And I, I want it to be more of like, a, if, if we're going like sure every once in a while, but like, I want to do more like, positive things and go do more sports and like go hang out or like go fucking kayaking or you know what i mean like do more like what you like go more go hiking more like do stuff like that that actually like builds you up and you can like gain like some really cool experience just doing it and stuff like other than that being like oh i was so fucked up i don't even remember what happened last night like not even a clue and then you like let's go do it again next weekend it's like fuck okay like <laughs> so well, i think you can also alcohol. be sorry go ahead so, max i was just saying maybe alcohol just like hits me different because like for me it's either i'll have like a couple drinks and then i won't feel like anything and then i just feel slightly more tired the next day or i have like a couple more drinks and i'm drunk and like the next day is just a write-off and i'm like this is this just was not worth it (laughs) that's fair actually sam's like that sam has a really like her her stomach to alcohol she like can have like very little and throw up quite quickly from it and like for me, I feel like I have a bit of a higher, higher, higher tolerance and I can like, I can have like a few beers or whatever and like literally feel like, com- like not completely fine the next day, like nothing, but she'll like actually be like, oh my gosh, like, like, why did I do that? Like I'm dying right now. And I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> like we only had like a couple of drinks last night. So 
I think it also depends on like how you like when you're actually drinking as well. Like you can go about it in more of a smart way than not. Like usually when I when I do drink, I'll stop actually drinking like quite a while before I go to bed because for one, I can't fall asleep and I'm super drunk because I get all spinny. And then so I'll, I'll kind of stop drinking like a decent ways before I go to sleep, and then I'll drink water for the last couple of hours. Yeah. So my body's a lot more hydrated, and then when I wake up, I. Like, yes, I'm a little bit more tired, but I don't feel hungover to the point where I'm like, holy fuck, I can't even move. Like, yeah, I never really get that just because I'm not drinking till the point where my head hits the pillow. So, yeah. Also, I'm, like, I'm going to and I I guess anyone listening, call me out when it happens on this day. But me and Sam were joking over the weekend. We're like, fuck it. We're like the next like big like party event that happens because me and her love to drink like gin soda. So it just like straight up looks like water. We we're like, we should just uh we should I like pretend like we're drinking gins all night and like just get like you know what I mean and see if anyone catches on and then just like drive home and be like, aren't you guys hammered right now? And be like, no, we're drinking water all night. See you guys. <laughs> I don't think anyone would catch on. You guys are pretty pretty fun individuals. Well, that's the to, thing. I, and that's, regardless, that's, so yeah, I, yeah, fair enough. Like, and I, I I think that that's why I have a bit of an exception to it as well because like I don't necessarily feel like I need to have alcohol just to be like a fucking idiot and go out and have fun and be goofy and like elaborate and whatever at times as well. It's because you're confident. Not a lot of people are confident. Not a a lot of people are comfortable in their own skin and feel comfortable talking to people and have that self-awareness and all these kind of things. Right. Like Uh if you're on that level, it's just different for you because you're true, like your authentic self, you're just being Skylar in the moment. Right. Versus I think a lot of people don't know how to do that. So alcohol is an easy way for them to then open the gateway to that person and that person's able to come out. Mm-hmm. But they just need to do some work on themselves. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I think that's actually, that plays a lot of truth. Because sure. I'm like that too. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I just go hang out. Like It's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like It's the greatest time ever. I don't need alcohol. <laughs> it's fun. Like we can just hang out and do shit. And then we have a good time and then I go home. My favorite thing is driving home at the end of the night, knowing that like I'm not inebriated and I can just drive my vehicle home and I don't have to worry about anything. You know what I mean? Like I hate like one of the things that used to stop me from going out and drinking is like, oh, then I got to get a cab and like, oh, if I drive there, then I got to figure out how I'm going to get my car the next day. So it's like, I guess I got a cab there. And then like it's a whole fucking thing. And it's just like I could just go out and hang out and then just drive the fuck home when I'm done. It's awesome. <laughs> it's the yeah, shit. Very true. <laughs> It's the fucking best. <laughs> yeah. Brady, what do you think on this? I think um, there's no right or wrong way to live. There's just other ways to live and depending on your goals. And if you understand the risk reward ratio, you can d- make your own decision. Okay. I Classic Brady one-liner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he what speaks are... so much truth in that. And that's kind of thing what yeah, we're yeah. going at right now. It's just like, it's, it's like the very like, that's like the title of the book right there. Like what we're talking about. Like, and so yeah, like, like, like you said, your relationship with alcohol is very different than it is of mine. Like how we experience it is very different. And mm-hmm. that's why, like, I love that you say that Brady, cause it's so true. Like if you want to go and fucking drink, like go drink if you want to, but just like, like we've like, like we've all talked about, just understand what that consequence is. And if you're okay with it, you're okay with it. But I, I mean, and like, cause like, I, I think that like, there's like people who are like really heavy on alcohol just take an inward look and like, what is your alcohol then? Like, is it fatty foods? Is it sugar? Is it energy drinks? Is it fucking porn? Is it, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's so many things else out there that give the same like hook to what alcohol can give to other people to bring that, whatever you're trying to blow, pull out, pull out of you 
is, but because alcohol is looked at it in this one way, it's very easy to point a finger and be like, Oh, you drink like what the fuck. But, and the reason I say that is I, I had like even friends like that. He likes one guy like decided to quit drinking for a while, but he just re- would replace sort of energy drinks and he'd go out and have like eight energy drinks oh. at a night. We're all drinking together. And I'd be like, dude, like, why'd you even fucking quit? Like at this point, it would be better for you to have some beers and it would be these energy drinks. Like okay. you're not even making a good trade off. No, that's awful. <laughs> yeah. Shit. It was ridiculous. I was like, what are you doing that? And he's like, Oh, I can't drink anymore. Like this is a, I'm like, all right. It's like, people that like smoke weed and then like they're like ripping on people that drink alcohol it's like dude you're (laughs) fucking no better (laughs) like what are you talking about like so it's i just think there's so i like i like that brady i I completely agree with it and everyone has their real because like even for like like dan with you like you you, like we used to like come on in here and like we'd have like you'd have like we'd do the whole scotch thing like that was like a you know right and then all of a sudden you had a thing in life where you're like you know what actually for me this is no longer something i want to do in my life and but beforehand like when you didn't know the knowledge you're like whatever like this is fine and you were still operating fine and were successful and life was good and i think there's also a lot to be said too like your new goal is you're training to be like a very high performing athlete like you said as in a spartan race so obviously that that is not something that is a workable relationship there yeah it's not conducive to the the yeah. goal but it's just like it's exactly like we've been talking about it's understanding the consequences being responsible knowing your body and doing the right things in the right moments time and a place like am i never not like am i not gonna ever drink again probably not <laughs> like i i see myself drinking again somewhere down the road but in this current moment it's just i know what it's doing to me and i know what i want to get and they're just not aligned so i'm like okay like we can just set that aside for now doesn't mean i can never do it again just means yeah. that i'm setting it aside for now yeah 100 yeah and like there's lots of times too like during the year where i'll drink significantly less you know like particularly in the off season of like not the summer right because i you know i'm not seeing quite as many people and just last year i was just in school you know like go to school come home do school or go to bed so it it wasn't usually you know as, as many social interactions that i was going to like aside from the you know the odd big trips like mexico and and things like that like there wasn't really a whole lot of other things that I was doing, but then summer comes around and you start to see a few more people and then it kind of gets mixed in a little bit more. So I think it is also important for us to mention like the, the amount with the amount that we all do drink with it being, you know, around once a month ish, like I'd say average collectively, if we kind of were to lump all of them together somewhere around there. As in like, like a, like a, like going hard at drinking once a month. Is that what you're referring to? It's just like any drinking. Yeah, or like, you know, I would just say like average, like cumulative-ish, like not exact by any means, but then like, I think this conversation is is valid for that. But if we were to be drinking, you know, like 60, 75, 80 times a year, then, you know, like, like actually like really having serious effects on our body, then I think this conversation should be shifted a little bit differently as far as the like extreme effects that it's having, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be honest, last summer, I probably was that guy. I definitely was that guy who was probably at least three times a week, like having drinks, coming home, having a beer, going out, doing whatever. And I was also that guy. Yeah. Dude, and, I had a heavy drinking problem at one point. Yeah. Like I was to the point where I would go out and buy a two six. And if I wasn't buying it the night after, I was getting it the night after that. Like, no joke. Like, I would put a fucking two six back multiple times a week. And I did yeah. that for 
probably one to two years straight of scotch no 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 that was back i used to drink a lot of rum and coke so it was typically typically simos Simo, what the fuck is that? Captain Morgan's. Oh. <laughs> I was like waiting. I was like, nobody knows what the fuck I just said. <laughs> yeah, so like it was, it was really bad. And like, you know, you start realizing the effects that it's having on you. But the problem was, I didn't like, I didn't enjoy my life, and I didn't enjoy coming home and feeling the way that I felt. So it was easier for me to drown that out by drinking than it was for me to fix my shit. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's actually, um, yeah. Because, I don't know, weed was a big thing for me in high school. From there, it wasn't like a a big thing, but it was still like I had periods of time where it was like a very consistent thing, just like to go to bed. Um, and then like at, at a certain point this year, I just like, I realized that like, I don't know, weed, I feel like, or any, I guess, drug makes you happy when you don't really deserve to be happy. Like, you know, it alters your state when you're not in a state to be happy in life. So it's like, I don't know, I see that pretty dangerous. And from there, I was like, yeah, you know what, that's actually not something I want to have in my life at all. We have to be mindful, too, with weed, especially when you're young, because your brain doesn't stop developing until you're about 25 years old. So if you're taking like a mind altering substance such as marijuana before that time frame, you're actually altering the chemistry of your brain. Yeah. It's very true, actually. I got, I got a question. Just what you said, Max. Who's, who says that a, an individual doesn't deserve to be happy? <laughs> the individual determines their own happiness. I'm, I'm talking more for me, with like the things. Are you though? Am I happy? No, no, no. Like, like, are you? Is that actually what you mean by your question? What do you mean? Are you talking for you? Do you deserve to be happy? If... Oh, are that's... you speaking for just yourself or are you speaking for the collective? Well, I mean, I it can definitely apply to the collective. Like the yeah, decision the for... Intention is for... Okay, I understand. Yeah, yeah. The, the decision like for me to stop was just for me because like I had that realization where like, you know, I had times where like, you know, maybe I wasn't achieving... Not, not, not even maybe. I know for a fact I wasn't achieving like what I wanted to in life. And it's like the whole thing of it comes back to Brady's philosophy of like dying with no regrets. Like I was going down a path where I, I was for sure going to die with a lot of regrets, but yet I was still content and still, you know, happy in the moment because I was able to alter my state. Like you'd go out, have a shit day, mm. come back, be like, fuck. And I, I need some to, yeah. Some to take the edge off. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, like live, I lived my then, life yeah. like that for like three fucking years. Mm hmm. I honestly was doing a lot of that this year. I'll be completely honest with you, especially like early into production season when that's, I'll be completely straight with you guys. And it honestly fucked up my brain a lot in ways that I just wasn't able to like, what I found is like, I would be upset about something. Cause like I've never been the type to like, I don't like doing it during the day. And I, I normally don't it's be like kind of like into the evening and if anything, it'd be like right before bed and then like lights out, go to bed. But it would be like turn into like eight o'clock rolls around and I'm like, yeah, we're just chilling. Like I'll do some paperwork and and have some or whatever. But then it'd be kind of grumpy in my brain. But what I found is it would like hit the pause button on that. And then as soon as you would wake up when you're sobered up, like it comes right back. And it would constantly wake me up in a state mm. of panic, like over and over and Dude, over again. That's so true. Yeah. The, the pause button. That's so true. I used to do the same thing. I would fucking come home and drink because like I didn't want to 
figure out how to de-stress and just like get rid of the stuff that was bothering me. So you just drink. And then there was like that instant relief. Same thing with when, when I used to smoke weed, like I would fucking take a hit of the joint. You know what I mean? And I would just like sit back. And like, as I exhaled the moment that the, like it was coming out, I was just like, I don't remember why I was stressed out anymore. And it would just like, it would just evaporate. But yeah, like as soon as I woke up in the morning, my brain would be like, Oh yeah, that's right. We were fucking dealing with this. What oh shit. And then you just like, you're just up. back in this yeah and it's almost worse because you you didn't deal with it so now yeah. it's like compounded so you, you were escaping reality oh for exactly. sure dude. for sure yeah. i yeah, didn't I even think- realize that we did that at, at, to that level to be honest with you because like i I'd, I'd say with like in this last like oh man like the last like years more so like when i've actually like been doing it more than what i have like when i was a kid i never did the first time i ever touched it was when i was like just after 22 and i didn't like i i didn't even fucking realize so i had like a, that was a big realization for me this year i was like holy shit like i didn't i actually didn't even know it did that so that was a crazy thing to like realize in may there but so i, I don't do that anymore where it's like to a point where it's like i'm freaking out like that like instead go for a walk do something productive and just like actually like thinks myself through it or like do some form of like meditation or breathing exercise but well that's the crazy thing is like you can use one of these scapegoats or you can do the hard thing, which is to sit in the problem or meditate on it or walk and think process, do deep breathing exercises. And it gives you the same relief, except that it doesn't make you anxious later on. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a time and a place for all of it. I, I think and, like just have like to it, have to know like when's the right time to actually do it. It just depends on what you're optimizing for, right? Like if you're optimizing for, you know, feeling good and being happy, then yeah, like drugs, alcohol and all of that, like to solve those, I guess, dilemmas you're having in your life, then they will do the trick. But it's just like putting a bandaid over the over the wound where it's like, you know, if you're optimizing to be proud of the man that you are, then it's like you have to sit in those in, in those hardships and like actually deal with them. Yeah. I also found that what like a, a second side effect to that is that it would it almost like turned off my um my brain's ability to problem solve effectively because that's something I've always been very like proud of myself and it's been a really good skill of mine is be able to problem solve really quickly and adapt on the fly very quickly when things are kind of more or less chaotic at times and I found that I almost was like losing that ability when I was indulging in that a lot. Well, and- what happens to the brain is when you do that, you're basically you're dealing with the problem and then you give yourself a scapegoat and you cut it off, right? So what happens naturally to the brain over time is there's neurons stop connecting like that, that pathway isn't there anymore because you've blocked it so many times that your brain just kind of goes, Oh, there's a problem. We normally just shut off when this happens. So I'm just going to shut off. That's a good way of putting that. Yeah. Mm, Interesting. Fascinating. The brain is fucking crazy, honestly. So cool. I, I always have found it really interesting that there even is substances out there that are able to alter your state of mind like it just i don't know this is crazy to me i think i think on some level though that um if used properly it's because like i i've been going down this like rabbit hole of like trying to learn more about like is there like actually a positive side to these things and and actually like learning about um like how some of these substances if like because you, you, you've seen it before in times not that it's always that in a positive way but people actually being able to tell it to some level dig a little deeper into like really um push down emotions or things in their life and how substances like that can sometimes allow 
that moment of like release or whatever it is because it's there's studies on this yeah like microdosing with mushrooms and like um uh, i believe lsd as well like there's heroin too yeah there's companies that actually (laughs) i was like hold on a second i don't don't know about that (laughs) yeah but there are companies like um that that's what they do is they they they're working on this i believe actually tim ferris was he invested in one of them and i can't remember what it's called but Mm -hmm. um but yeah, but there's they, some, like there is yeah. something there, like because you're able to access a different part of your brain, subconscious like part of your brain, and work through some of these problems with it. Now it's done in controlled environments with like doctors and shit, um, but it is a thing. So welcome like, to the Prime Five podcast. Do drugs. <laughs> well, like even my grandpa, like he recently, because he 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 has like a lot of uh, like body pain from being like mechanic all of his life, and mm. other stuff like that has gone through countless surgeries on his back. So he's using and- CBD oil. He tried the CBD oil, but recently he actually got like prescribed from a doctor to go and get like, like, uh, THC with like CBN and CB, CBD edibles to have before bed. It's like a 2.5 milligram THC, like 10 milligram, uh, CBD and, uh, CBN to yeah. help him fall asleep and stay asleep and to actually get to a point to allow his body to relax because he has so much stiffness and arthritis on his body that he like can't actually like no matter like he can't get to that state anymore because mm. of age it's fascinating so that's like what he's been doing and it's been helping him tremendously yeah cbn's yeah. actually wild too it it's is pretty cool. yeah it's pretty yeah. cool yeah my dad has a thc lotion yeah, yeah. That he applies to his, his knees and stuff and it's crazy shit yeah crazy <laughs> so it takes like i don't know <laughs> but, <laughs> but no like yeah. Like honestly, like he'll he'll be wake up in the morning, you know, just kind of be laying there like super achy. He'll put it on his knees and then like 30 minutes later he can just pop right up. Well, not hop right up, but yeah. you know, it's a lot easier to to move the joints after after using it. Mm-hmm. It smells like absolute ass. So <laughs> there's a trade-off there for sure. Oh my gosh. That's funny. That's crazy. You bring up the psychedelic stuff too, Daniel. I think that stuff has been like is fascinating. I been like going down a rabbit hole just like trying to learn about it i think it's like just fucking cool honestly just like well i think yeah like, i think mushrooms like is that, like learning about it there's this guy um something aubrey he's got like this big podcast i gotta find it for you guys but he was talking a lot about it i'll send it to you guys in the group chat down the road but it's just fascinating like hearing some of these like people who are actually like study this shit and it's it's, it's very cool it's very very cool yeah, just like the places that people go in their minds with all these different, like, I don't know, I was listening to this one podcast where this guy, like, I don't know what drug it was that he took, but he said that he he thought that he was living underwater for, like, months. And then that's funny. all of a sudden he woke up and it had been, like, he had, like, a family underwater in, like, this, like, area he was living in. And then all of a sudden he woke up and it was only, like, three or four hours later. It sounds like and DMT. in his mind like months had gone by like i don't know i just don't understand how any of that shit happens just... I actually there was a there was a franchisee that i was talking to once and um we were we were i think we were talking about like stoicism i don't remember how we got on the subject but we were talking about it and she was like saying a bunch of like really i guess like useful uh, stoic beliefs and tactics and like just tools to use in your life and I was like, oh, cool. Like, where'd you learn about that? Like, any books, like podcasts? She's like, no, I actually like, you know, I did some psychedelics and like those realizations just came to me. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, and I found it here. I'll send it to you guys. But no, I I heard him on Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan had on the podcast. That's why I listened, where I listened to him. And then I I dove down into his actual podcast here. Yeah. How the <laughs> conversation did we get here? Yeah. Where the fuck did we go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went real deep. So Max, uh, I don't know. I think okay. to answer your question, Mag, <laughs> let's go back to where we were. Um, Depends on I, the situation. The general premise is, I don't know if the question is, what are the benefits besides the fun? I think it's understanding that there's very limited benefits and it's more a knowledge point of the actual effects of it, the consequences and being okay with the consequences. Should you choose to do that? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Read and Max, maybe you don't have to answer it here, but a question that you can just explore in your own thoughts is, have you reached a point in your life where you're dramatically stopping all of these things because of a fear of where that substance, substance or thing can put you in your headspace? And now it's a emergency button situation, evacuation, jump out of the plane moment. And is that why you're so. asking yourself those questions? Yeah, it's, it's more just like, I don't know, I, I think those things I've definitely had like a tough time controlling when I like, you know, give an inch and take an, and take a mile there. Or like, even when you guys were talking about like weed and everything there, I kind of thought back to it and I was like, fuck, like, I, I don't know if I like want to even like think about the, the possibility of doing, of uh, like consuming weed again. But then it's like, you know, if, if you have an idea and like, it's not, it's not able to be challenged, I guess. It's like, you know, how solid is that idea really? Um, but yeah, definitely it's like, I don't know. I, I guess I don't trust myself to like consume a little bit and like have it be in moderation in my life at this point. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, like, what's yeah. your relationship with your self-control? Because I think that's like a huge thing here right now. Because I'll be honest. There is, yeah. I want to smoke weed fucking all the time. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I want to like the other week I was just like, fuck man, I want to get high so bad, but I don't because I understand that it's not beneficial to my life. Like I want to smoke oh, weed all the time, nicotine, but like, man. but like I want to, I want to run and I want to be successful as an athlete and I want to do these things and I want to be healthy for my family and I want to live a long time. And I know like those two things just don't align. And I just have the self-control to be like, yes, I understand that that's what I want, but it doesn't fucking matter. And I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I have that with vapes and stuff. Like if, like if there was a vape in this room right now, I'd be going, going crazy, that. but yeah, you wouldn't be able to see me, but there's because <laughs> I, I don't have anything around me in my house then I'm fine. But like once I, once it's close to me, my self-control is just totally non-existent, which obviously I'm trying to work on, but. Well, dude, I went and played that show like two weeks ago and people were smoking weed and shit, like walking around in the parking lot. And I was just like, just the smell of it in the air. And I was like, oh, man, like I want that so bad. And I just like I had to fucking fight this internal battle with me. And I was like, no, bitch, get back in the closet. Like, I'm not fucking going to lose this. I'm not smoking weed. And I just like powered through it. But like it was a moment. You know what I mean? So it's just like, how how is your self-control? Like, do you feel strong enough that you can win against yourself? Because that's really the battle here. Mm. and honestly max i think like for example especially like when i was like getting back on like my fitness thing and taking care of my body again like i I, my and it's still something like the whole and i love like listening to cam when he's on just talking about like that the demon of the late night snacking oh my fuck am i ever a demon for late night snacks but i um that's like something (laughs) of me like certain things like i 
especially when I was like just making those lifestyle changes again, I just had to like, just be very clear with myself that I was like, okay, hey, like I clearly can't contain. So like when I go grocery shopping, it's just no longer something that drops in the basket. And yeah. I'm at the point now where like, I don't even like, I don't get like these, like these cravings to go like fucking bomb out some Oreo cookies anymore. Like I, I want like watermelon. I want like healthy snacks and like, it just, my, my brain wiring has like switched, but it, I think there's nothing wrong with actually just like fucking like just getting it out of sight, getting it out of mind. And I mean, I think weed and alcohol is a bit more of like an intense thing. Maybe not. Sugar is pretty fucking hardcore in that sense of like that. But no, dude, I think I love snacks. Yeah. I'm like, man, it, it's a problem. If I have snacks yeah. in my house, like I will indulge. Um, and this is actually like, um, because I I've been trying to siphon out like certain foods to like healthier versions. Like I, um, instead of like having some kind of like cookies or chips or something like that, I bought like just like plain pita chips and then like some. Uh, like cheesy salsa dip which like not great but still i'm <laughs> um, just the siphon that out so i like had that for snacks in the house for a bit and then like now i switched it out to just carrots and hummus so like anytime i want a snack is either that or like pistachios but it's like there's not really like a i guess opportunity to, to indulge in anything bad and like that just yeah. decreases the the desire to do it more yeah, that's way easier when you get up for me that one night <laughs> what I said more of that delicious butter chicken you whipped up for me. Oh yeah. Your place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's way easier not to indulge when you don't have the option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool though. That that was a cool share. That was yeah. sweet. Where do we want to take this conversation? Because I feel like there's there's multiple things we have. I I'm gonna remember this time. We have Zach's trade arc thing because we still haven't talked about that. Oh right. Like wow. a year. Daniel said he has a lot of shares and then we, we could go a couple different directions, bro. Where do we want to take this? Uh, Anyone can speak way. if you want. <laughs> well, I'll just say, I'll give you guys some like work updates. If you guys want to hear real quick while someone yeah. wants to monster up something, but um, honestly, if my franchisees, I've been feeling like I've been making some like awesome, like movement with them. It's been, uh, it's been really cool. Like a lot of stuff has been like clicking with them and um. Another thing I'm like been super proud about too is this is like the time of year for like complaints. Oh fuck, maybe I shouldn't start talking about it because it'll start to happen. All I know. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't put it into the ether. Don't do what I did. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fuck. Do There's it. nothing <laughs> that could ruin Skyler's gear now. I've actually been like, I, I've been I've been so proud of all three of those guys. Like it's been crazy. Like like uh, even like like um like Kobe even like he's just it's crazy. The guy's from literally Kenya. He's been in. Edmonton in Canada for two years. This is his second summer ever. And he has the balls to like be like, I'm gonna go run a painting business after like it's just insane. And like the amount that he's been learning, just even like culturally being here and like what he's been like how much growth he's had, just like even learning what paint is and like the whole idea of anything like labor related, because he has no relationship with really anything labor wise. So like just or even like putting a fucking rat strap on his car. Like just, it's just insane. Like, and, and him like getting to the point now where he's got like a 2k job and they, they, he starts the job and then they're like, Hey, like we actually want to add like a 6k addition to the job. Like what? Maybe like, it's just, just shit like that. And, and like they create like some insane reviews coming in from them as well, which has just been like really cool to see. It just, it's been, it's been cool. Like their, their numbers are like nothing to like, scream or be super excited excited about but like the quality of business i feel like they're run, running and what they've been learning has been just absolutely insane it's been it's been really cool to see and 
hope that like all three of them come back next year and just like keep killing it. Like a conversation I had of Adrian. So he's a engineering student and um, his big learning thing that we've been working on a lot is like his ability to communicate with people and just have like have conversations and not be so analytical in his brain all the time about everything. And um, he like called me the other day. He's like, Hey man, like I think this shit's starting to work. He's like, I was talking to my buddy that I'm like one of like best friends at school with. And he's like, He's like, I'm really starting to like see this other side of like connecting with people and like being more like tonality wise and emotional wise, like within conversations and being able to connect more. Cause like I saw how like disconnected he was to a subject that we were talking about. And I like actually had a conversation with him to like try to like help him to get better at that kind of stuff. Cause he's like, I recognize as engineers or at least his group of engineers, we just are like very more so like this is task A, task B, task C, get it done, get it done, get it done. And that's like, it's a straight line. So it's been like a really cool thing to see him develop in in that as well and it's been cool it's been like really rewarding super cool that way not gonna lie it's been teaching me lots about all sorts of cool shit sweet it's a very satisfying feeling when people that you coach you know come to come to understand understand those big things and have the big revelations yeah that's gotta be one of the best feelings it is super cool honestly it's uh yeah it's unique it's unique and it's just, it's cool just to see, especially a lot of them are like, or like two of them are like first year university students straight out of high school. So they, they literally have come from last year asking to go to the bathroom to now running a business. So it's insane. Like just even like being a coach to them and just teaching them like the qualities to be a man, even, you know what I mean? And just to like be a good human and a dependable person and be a man of your word, like things of that, you know, and it's been, it's been cool just to see how like that growth has come and to see like how clients respect them and other franchisees and themselves. And it's, it's really, it's really cool to see, honestly. That's awesome, man. That's super, super cool. Yeah. Dope that you're talking about coaching. Cause that was actually going to be my share. <laughs> oh, really? Cool. Man. Yeah. I was going to, well, actually it was more, um, I identified and it's partially because of the book that, uh, Brady there recommended the coaching habit. Um, I realized that I was failing as a coach within my business quite significantly. And so the way I kind of identified it is I've been spending a little bit more time actually in the business, both on the production side and the marketing side. Um, and I spent like a week with my marketing team and just identified so many weeks point, like week uh, spots that I didn't really know were there because what I had done effectively is train my marketing team for like a week or two at the beginning of production and then production just consumed me and I just never went back to the marketing team. Like I was just like, here, go do a bunch of shit. And then I just disappeared for like four weeks. And then it's like, no wonder we're not getting a tremendous amount of leads. Like I haven't given them any feedback or any like course correction or anything like that. So like when I went back and I started marketing with them again, I was just like, oh shit, like they're not objection handling. They're not trying to get like three no's before they walk away from a door. They don't know how to point out different substrates like different potential issues they don't know how to do any of these things and it was just on me as a coach and I was just like huh like this is kind of bizarre and what I realized is what I had done is I had basically trained all the soldiers in my business to go and fight I gave them all their swords and their shields their tools everything that they needed and then I just sent them to war and then I just waited for them to message back to me for help and it's like you have to remember in the eyes of a soldier, like they have no idea that they need reinforcements if they don't know that they're losing the war. And like, mm. meanwhile, at the same time, I'm also in my castle and I'm just like sharpening my mind, like sharpening my sword, fighting, getting stronger, getting better, because this whole time I've advanced as a human, 
Like I've become better as a business owner. I've become better as a coach. I've learned different things within the business, but I haven't been giving them that information. So it's like where I coached them at was down here. And then I sent them out and then I went up here, but I never went back to like lift them up to the next level. You know what I mean? Daniel, have you listened to the the book Brady recommended, 33 Strategies of War? I have not, no. Man. Okay, I'm just going to do a disclaimer. Credits to John for recommending these. Yeah, credits and to I John for recommending it for Brady and Brady to us. <laughs> and then uh, Amr also recommended uh, the coaching habit to John, I think is where John got it from, but uh, yeah. Yeah, and then the yeah. second thing that I noticed too is like even with my painters, just spending time on job sites and like noticing inefficiencies again, I was like, this is on me again. And what I had noticed is I also had people in a position of power that also didn't know how to coach. So it was like I was giving somebody power to coach other people, but they don't actually know how to coach. They know how to teach the information, but they don't like know how to actually influence those people and make sure they absorb it and to do it in like a non-intrusive manner. And like what I mean by like non-intrusive is meaning like constructive, but not where it's like mentally like damaging or like degrading or anything like that, where people don't feel stupid because like you have to learn this skill. And like I forgot I had to learn how to do this. It's been three years. I've like developed this skill over time and I've gotten better and better and better. And it's like I put people in like a managerial role essentially without teaching them how to do the things that I had learned how to do. I just assumed that because they knew how to paint, they could also teach it which is just not the case. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So it's just like, I just realized like as a, like it was like this trickle down effect that basically was happening because like I'm up here and I suck. And then I have my people down here and it's not that they suck, but like I've taught them how to suck basically <laughs> because I haven't gone back and corrected a lot of this stuff. And I was just like, man, like I'm sitting here wondering like why my business is suffering. Why are we not getting leads? Like all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, holy shit, dude, like it's your fault. Like you haven't fucking taught anybody any of this shit. Like you assumed that they knew it because you were like, hey, I'm going to teach you some stuff for a couple of days, but then I'm not going to come back and double check to make sure you a remember that shit and B have grown on that shit. And I'm not going to give you any feedback to allow you to do so. And then I'm going to wonder why shit's not working. It was just fascinating to me. Have there been particular things within the painting side that you've noticed needed to have a big change? Like I know you mentioned with cold calling, you know, they weren't pointing out certain substrates, asking for three no's. Like what were some of those things in the painting side? More just minor inefficiencies, like not like cutting surfaces fast enough, not putting ladders in certain spots. So like trying to optimize for distance, right? It would be like, move the ladder, cut a little bit, move the ladder, cut a little bit, move the ladder, mm. cut a little bit. You know what I mean? Versus like, put the ladder in the middle, cut fucking six feet across because that's your wingspan, move the ladder. You know what I mean? Like, or um, prepping window frames and stuff like that on a ladder. It's like, they'd go up there with like half the shit. It's like, okay, like, why aren't you bringing all these other things up, Right. They're just like, oh, like, I didn't realize that I should be doing that. I'm like, of course you should. Like, you were trained on how to do this, but I forget. Like, sometimes people need to see it two or three times for it to stick. Like, just because they watched a video and I told them to do it doesn't mean that they're going to do it without feedback. Right. It's just well, like, I think, sorry, go ahead, Dan. No, I was just going to say, like, little things like that, just tiny things where it's just like they weren't bringing the right stuff with them all the time, or they were missing something, or they weren't identifying the most efficient way, or they'd go to like, paint something on a ladder and they wouldn't put the ladder in the right spot that they could then access 40% mm. more area. Right. 
And it's just like these tiny little things that you just make that little adjustment and all of a sudden their efficiency goes up. Right. Or like yeah. even with the project management side of things, like laying out my production planning was like not very good. So it was just like people were kind of having to figure shit out and that was slowing them down. Right. So it's just like, there was a lot of things that mostly were my fault because I had kind of failed somewhere along the lines as a coach and teaching somebody how to do something or explaining how to do something a little bit more efficiently or providing feedback. Um, and even like, it's funny because we had that conversation about pad meetings the other week. And it was just like, I wasn't identifying stuff in pad meetings. Like I should be, you know, like I was just like taking people's word for it instead of probing and asking questions, you know? So it's just by getting better as a coach and learning a little bit more about myself, I was able to then identify weak spots within my business. Yeah, I think a lot of times as well, I've noticed within training painters specifically, is that sometimes I will explain something to some like to one of my crew members, and then I'll think I'll explain that to someone else, but in reality, I just I didn't, and I explained it to the other person. So a lot of a lot of the inefficiencies that were within my business were because of that, because I was forgetting to explain things and just having a little bit of like missed like missed uh, information I guess between the team so that definitely is something to be aware of too because I know I've fell victim to that multiple times with pretty important things as well mm -hmm. yeah and you also have to like think too if like for example with my marketing team I had trained them for about a week and then I had left them alone for four weeks so the amount of time for them to then develop these poor habits was substantially higher. And sometimes what ends up happening is your brain plays this trick on you where you you develop a new strategy that you think makes sense and then you apply that and you think that it works and then that becomes your new habit. That's your new method of operating. But it may not actually work. And so like you've kind of made this thing that you think works and then I come along and I'm like, oh, hey, don't do that. That doesn't work. And then in their mind, because it's been so long, they think that's how they were actually taught how to do it. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Totally. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, no. And they're like, no, I'm sure you taught me how to do this this way. And you're like, no, this is totally fucking wrong. So it's like by not providing regular feedback and consistent like they're just kind of missing the boat. And then there's also the game of telephone where it's like, you can tell your crew chief something, but that information might be slightly different when it's relayed from a crew chief to a painter. And so unless you go back and cycle around to make sure that the painter obtained the right information, you don't actually know if they're doing things properly. Yeah. And things become a lot harder to change at that point. Yeah. Because those are a lot more instilled in people's way of work. Once it's like a habit, it becomes very tricky. And so I was just realizing that I had kind of dropped the ball, but this year has been more of a scramble for me than it has in the past. And so every now and again, I'm like, I put something up really quickly and then I'm like, okay, cool. It's running peace. I got to go build this other fucking thing. And like build this other thing. And then I get it running. I'm like, cool, this one's running. And I'm like, sweet next thing. And I fucking move on to the next thing. But I forget that I need to like go back and check on the first little machine that I built. You know what I mean? I'm like, is it still running? It's running like shit. <laughs> like it's not being maintained. What the fuck? Like, mm -hmm. you know, but I'm too busy, like working on the next thing and the next thing. Right. I actually, I, I, especially like last couple of weeks, I've been reflecting on this a lot because I found, found myself in that exact same situation where I feel like I'm go, go, go. And there's 
like 10 million things that need to get done. And because of that, I've been a lot more willing to let like a lot of inefficiencies in production or like other sides of my business just slide. And I've been telling myself like, that's just the cost of scale. Um, but yeah, do you think it's something like, you know, something that with scale, you are going to like lose those things. And it's like, it takes a lot of time to build those up. Or is it just like something that shouldn't be happening in the first place? See, I think that it isn't necessary if you do this properly. So if I didn't fail as a coach, what I would have done is I would have sent my soldiers to war, but I would have still gone to check on them. And I would have trained somebody else to know the same things that I know to then be able to give them that support in my absence rather than just assume that they could figure it out. It just causes you to grow slower initially is all. Yeah. But then your growth is healthier is, and it's better long term. Yeah, right. Further. So I think, yes, there will be some inefficiencies if you're scaling exceptionally fast and you're not putting in the key people and making sure they know what you know. But if you're doing what you should do, which is grow your people to the point where they're able to handle that role, then I think you'd see less inefficiencies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, something that I've learned in my years, especially with painters and, and marketers for that for that matter too, is because um, uh, I've I've found that I've always been able to, well, not always, but like third since third year, where I really learned how to develop good marketing teams was. Um, a lot less upfront time and a lot more check-in time. So instead of feeling like, like just placing a lot more value on how much valuable information and efficient time that can be exchanged learning wise in the span of 30 minutes to an hour versus thinking that because you're spending eight hours straight with someone or a full four hours straight, whatever that time chunk is. Um, what I've learned is you can almost every time take the time that you think that it should take unless it's like a systemized thing that you've already know to be proven you're probably like almost half that time and just be a lot more intentional and efficient and right to the point of things and get a lot better results out of people and as you are scaling up and getting more people in knowing that you can't spend like if you have 10 painters or if you have like 10 marketers whatever that might be you can't go and spend like countless hours over and over and over with people so i what i've found is Yes, having that like key person in play always in my business to be able to also help rotate in to do those things that I communicate like solely with them and then they help with training. But then just going in with the intention of like, hey, I got like 30 minutes today or I got an hour today to go and like be with this person and give the best that I possibly can. And that's the big thing DM is, DMing has taught me as well is that um, and you see with like the full time DMs that you, you can't always you get like maybe one day out of however many weeks to spend a full day with somebody. So it's those moments and those phone calls or those check-ins or those little things where you have to offer as much value as possible and deliver on that as the best and efficiently as you can. Mm -hmm. And then check in further down with that. And that's where you see, like you, you see a lot of like, like I love talking. I love, Jordan's my favorite person to talk about this stuff because that's like he told me when he had like 28 people. He's like, I realized that he's like, just because I have more people doesn't mean that we now get less results because I can't be everywhere at once. And he was like, no, he's like, I, you can use other franchisees who I know I can trust. I can use other DMS that I know I can trust. I can um, get other painters to go and help in different situations and whatever else that might be. 
And it's, that's the part about building a business and scaling a business. What I, what I've seen and like, look at what John's doing with Brady right now, right? Like that's like a huge point. He found a key player to come in who can come in that he knows is going to be able to deliver. So when then Brady can then be reliant on finding cold callers and going out and, and performing at the way that it needs to be performed at. John knows that he can't put that full effort in all the time with all these production managers, all this and all that. And like, I got one key cold caller that's been with me now for three years. And she's like my main person that I do like most of my main check-ins with. And that's like, I had a, in my third year when I had like a team of five cold callers that were going to be honest with you, there was like one girl that got hired that I honestly didn't even meet until like a month in just because it was at a point where like it was flowing so well. I didn't want to fuck with it. I had a couple key people that I would go and check in with and make sure that they were in communication with me. And then I trusted them to go and relay that information and if I just noticed that results weren't where they needed to be, I'd go and jump in if needed to tweak things. But big reason why I'm also like big on like leading from like de more decentralization for that reason and, and giving more independence and allowing people to like fuck up and then like have that to come talk to me about it and then move forward with it. Yeah. And the key too that I figured out with decentralized command is letting them know that the support structure is still there. Yeah. And also embracing mistakes. Because I think a lot of people are so scared to fuck up that it mm -hmm. actually makes them more inefficient in the long run because they're not willing to make mistakes. But it's part of the cost of learning. Like you kind of have yeah. to fuck some shit up along the way and then you get a little bit better. So what I've kind of instilled in my people is like hey there's a support structure here if you need it be aware that it exists but like i also want you to try and figure stuff out because you know if you make a mistake there's a very good chance that you're going to learn from that a hell of a lot better than if me tell like it's like you tell your kid the stove's hot stove's hot don't touch the stove stove's hot what does the kid fucking do? He touches the stove. Guess what he doesn't do again? He doesn't fucking touch the stove because he learned. But it's like yeah. you could tell him all day not to do that. He has to make the mistake and then he knows not to do that. You know what I mean? So just letting people understand that like you got to make big boy decisions here or big girl decisions. <laughs> we are not sexist here. Um, but yeah, you got to make yeah. your own decisions. You're an adult, yeah. right? And like you're going to make mistakes and that's okay. But when that happens, just understand that like I'm here to catch you. I'm here for support. I'm here to answer questions. Like I'm part of this, even if I'm not here and like, call me, text me, whatever. Right. But like be out there and make those decisions. So it's just, it's letting people know that they're not on their own so that they have the confidence to then go out and act. Yeah. And then it goes even another step back further too, where it comes down to your hiring level. Like, and I've seen this with some of my franchisees where they promote this in their business, but they still don't. And, and sometimes it just comes down to, you don't have the right fit in your, in your business as well. And you have to recognize that if all this is there and you're like, Hey, well, I'm training, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And like, I'm still not, I'm still not getting what I think I should or, or whatever it is. And like, I had that conversation with, with uh, one of my franchisees literally a few days ago where he's just like, man, like, I just don't get it. Like, again, they didn't show up to work with watches on or this. And like, I keep saying that I'm here to support them and help them. And, and I'm like, well, dude, you've been complaining about this for like a month now. Like maybe you need to start to realize this isn't you and you are doing a great job and you're just, not willing to just be like, Hey, like time to move on and find people who are going to fit in the system you're trying to create. Dude, Skylar, you're like reading my fucking brain tonight, <laughs> dude. It's so funny. Yes. I was going to, I was going to talk about this next. I let, I let it. One of my painters go this week. <laughs> did you really? Holy I shit. Sure did. Yeah. But I did it 
it was so interesting because I basically kind of made them quit by having a conversation with them mm-hmm. instead of having to fire them because that I just so- sat down and I was just like, stuff. I was like, here's where I'm at. I'm like, you know, we're coming up on your three months here and we've been with you for a little bit. And here's some of the things that I'm noticing. And I just went down the list in terms of like, you know, efficiencies coming down, quality hasn't improved. There's all these other issues that I've talked to you about before. And I just don't see a tremendous amount of growth. I'm not seeing any of the change. And what I think you're really struggling in this role. What do you think is happening right now? How do you think your summer is going? And then they basically just realized that like, this wasn't a good fit for them. And I was like, okay, so what do you think the, like the move from here is? And they're like, I think like, it makes sense for this to not like, proceed and i was like cool that's what i think as well and then they just they were done and we moved on hmm. yeah that's so amazing, dude. it well, was that's- interesting because it was crazy because i was dreading it all week because i knew like i knew i was firing them on friday i knew i like i was like this is happening like i knew that but i didn't want to fire them because i really liked who they were as a person it had nothing to do with them as an individual it was just like, hey, you know what? This is what I need from a painter. And I kind of pointed out, I was like, there's three things that I see in great painters, okay? One of them is fantastic customer service, which you're good at. You're amazing in customer service. My clients tell me great things. Like they tell me all this amazing stuff about you every time I go there, which is good. But the two where I think you're lacking is your physical endurance, okay? Every painter needs to be able to grind. Like it's not an easy job. Like you need to be able to fucking come to work and put in the work. And like, I'm finding one or two o'clock in the afternoon, you're ready to tap out and go home. I was like, that's not good enough. Like I need you, I need you to be up here, you know? And then the last thing was a significantly like decent mindset and attitude. And what I'm finding is throughout the day, I'm watching you beat yourself up and I'm watching you make this more of a struggle in your mind than it actually is in reality. And then you can't get out of it. And it's just like those two things I think are significant. Like, what do you think? And they're like, yeah, actually that makes a lot of sense. I do beat myself up in my mind and I do make it harder than it needs to be. And I am struggling physically and I'm not taking care of my health. And I'm finding when I get home at the end of the day, I'm so tired. I can't actually, you know, make a good meal or, you know, do these kind of things. And I'm finding that I'm short on time and then it just carries into the next day. And I was just like, yeah. So it was just very interesting because we were able to just sit down and in 15 minutes, I was able to kind of help them explore the possibility of what this looks like as a future for them. Cause I was like, if you stay here with me, I'm doing you a disservice because you're never going to be a top painter. Like this is just the reality of it. It's just not going to happen. And I was just like, so would it make more sense for you to maybe go and look at other opportunities than it would to stay here? And they were just like, yeah and i was like cool and it was just it was very interesting for me because i kind of i've been learning how to try and coach people to see things without me telling them like i'm learning how to walk somebody into a field and without telling them there's trees in the field have them see the trees in the field you know what i mean i love that oh man that's crazy that's sweet dude yeah and a really cool way to go about it too man i had a painter last year that I, i did a very similar process with and it was like a really cool way to like I'll let somebody go is just to like I, I like that a lot man that was, that's great well done yeah it was great and then like you know she was super happy I was super happy like we had a great like it was just good and then it was done 
and I felt just so much relief after it. But it's crazy because I was definitely suffering more in my imagination because I thought it was going to be this whole thing. It was going to suck. And then it was just like we had an open conversation. And I actually think I might have helped them. Well, you definitely did. It's it's almost it's almost selfish in some instances keeping those painters employed because you like you know that really it's not a good fit. But sometimes you like I found that I'm I just lie to myself to the point where I'm like, you know, things might work out here and you know, I could like they'll probably pick it up down the road, but that's extremely selfish. They could be doing a lot better in another role, making more money, being happier. So oh, I'm glad you did that. That's awesome. Yeah. That was actually one of the things that I brought up is that I was I was like, I'm having such a hard time with this because I want you to win. I want everybody in my company to win. I want everybody that works for me to make fucking awesome money and have a great time and enjoy themselves and make good friendships. Like I want everyone to succeed. And it kills me when I know that I like there's nothing that I can do to make that a reality for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've been that was great, by the way, Daniel. I like that. Um I've been realizing that like there's been an overwhelming feeling of disorganization in my business. Um like same thing. I'm not sure if that's just like part of scaling and like something to adapt to, but like it almost feels like I'm trying to wear too many hats at this point, where like if someone asked me what my like day-to-day tasks were, there'd be like a list of like everything I do. And it's like, I, I kind of even like started making a list of kind of things I'm doing right now. I'm like, fuck, like this just isn't sustainable, but it's also like, I'm in a point where, you know, some of the things that uh, would require like a, a different role rather than training somebody already in the business in, um, like at this point in the summer, it might not entirely make sense. So I'm just kind of at a crossroads of like, you know, how do I, how do I not kill myself here for the next two months and, you know, run a more efficient business, but also like not, not spend time like finding someone and training someone for a role that's like three weeks long, pretty much. Well, I mean, there's still seven weeks in the summer, dude. That's a lot of fucking time. Yeah. And to be straight, dude, I like, cause I, I, I have these moments. I've had these moments a lot this year too. I think it's just a very black and white thing. It just comes to, it's because right now you're having to do it unsustainably. If from February, it was done in a very sustainable way, you would be booked way out farther in advance. Your painters probably be a bit better trained. Um, cause I know like, even like you told us with like the, like the last minute hiring right before production hit when like the panic button hit. And I'm just speaking from personal experience too, cause I do operate a lot like that at times where it takes the panic button to get me to go fucking perform at my best sometimes, which is a bad trait that I have, but I, I do notice that in you quite a bit too. And I think that's the feeling of overwhelmingness is that it's just, you have to now, you don't have a choice anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you have to like overload every single hat or as if it was just a little bit more consistent throughout the entire year, it probably wouldn't feel as wild as it does right now. Yeah. I, <laughs> I noticed I definitely like operate best when I'm like just on death ground where it's like, there's no, no option, but to succeed. And yeah, I've kind of like, yeah, I've kind of like taken that on as a strategy to 
like frankly i i keep growing my team more and more and keep having more work produced every single week and at this point it's like i just genuinely have no fucking idea how i'm like like gonna keep up like i've been trying to (laughs) strategize some things with marketing like i hired on a cold caller painters are cold calling but it's like even with all of that the team's in about a week's time are going to be producing more work than like what we're capable of booking right now. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I've been living in like, and it definitely doesn't have to be this way, but like, yeah, I've been living in like, what it is, bro. I, for me, what I feel like it is at times is in my brain, not that I go out and like vocalize this to anyone always, but I do sometimes there's something that feels a little bit more heroic to say, look what I did in death ground. I fucking had two weeks to hire all my team and I fucking did it. Or I was out of work next week and I went and booked X amount or we did this or, you know, like I need to produce this job right before the fucking deadline or whatever, whatever it is. Right. There's something a lot more exciting in that story than there is of like, I pulled that off. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds way fucking doper to say like on a podcast or to your buddy or to whatever than it does just to be like, yeah, I went cold calling again. We got the same leads again, booked the same amount of work this week again. Like that's fucking boring. It honestly is. But I think it goes back to your earlier point too, of the whole like, what do you, what do you like? What do you, or what are you, when you're talking about drinking? What are you optimizing for? What are you optimizing for? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, consistency isn't sexy. It's just not, but it sure works a hell of a lot better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I and personally, like, that's why I'll give a lot of credit to Brady. Honestly, dude, like, that's that's you in a nutshell right there. Like, even, like, in your second year, that's why you fucking blew everyone out of the water in the company. Did 450. Dude Thanks. woke up 6 a.m., like, 5, 6 a.m. Remember, like, we used to tell us, you do your production planners, you do your shit, you do whatever. You know what I mean? And honestly, like, I, so uh, even, like, Diametry, I, I, um, I roomed with, with Williams. Yeah. Just, like, talk to him about stuff and, like. I don't know, on the outside, Chad Williams is just like a fun dude that just likes to have a good time. But the guy's fucking dialed. Like, yeah. I just talked to him. He's just like, yeah, he's like, I eat the same food every single day, same meal, same breakfast, just do the same shit, follow up with my people, do my thing. But it's just, and I think that's why he's also so carefree because he just knows that he's doing his shit and it's working. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that I get that same type of energy from Brady in all honesty. He's just like, Brady fucking knows what like he's gonna wake up, go do his shit. And I think it's just as simple as that, honestly. Yeah, it's a thing you'll I train over time, obviously for my first year. Like if you just kind of do stuff every day that you tell yourself you'll do naturally, you're just gonna keep doing it, right? Like you said, I just wake up, I know I'm going to the gym and I gotta call like 20 leads. I know I have to do like one quote or two quotes, three quotes, five quotes. I know you have stuff to do. So, like you said, yeah, consistency is just just everything. It's like a positive feedback loop exactly yeah because i know we joked that like trail was like an easy place to operate when but like no one else in trail did 450 no one ever got close to that so hey, like, if, if if anyone wants to move to trail for a year and do 450, <laughs> do it. you know what i mean and like yeah. and I, that's that's set and I, I get there's areas that are easier than others but yeah. all, everything has its like its drawback whatever it is and it's just it's a different strategy for wherever you're at right so i um Cause I know I was, I always love to poke at, poke at you and just be like, Oh yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's no penny conies except you. Yeah. yeah but it's, but I, I wasn't waking up at 5am doing production planners. That's why I didn't do 400k. It's why I did 275. 
know what I mean? So I can be honest about that. So what would you do in my position now? Cause like I genuinely like, I don't want to say I can't keep living like this. Cause I know I can, I'll make it through the fucking summer. I, I'm not going to die. Yeah. It's simple, simple. It's, it's what I, yeah. Yeah. it's so simple. It's like um, my transition from, from second to third year where I went from my only knowledge was how to produce 60 K and I had to learn to produce 220. I, I didn't know what it looked like to get there. And like you just said, didn't you just sell your bet? Like you're at your best sold you've ever been sold at. Right. Yeah. So you have no idea what to do past this point anymore. This is all new territory for you. So in my opinion, especially because you don't have a big foundation following you right now, to some level, you do just have to buckle down and be like, look, I got what, seven weeks left. I got seven weeks to change my life or restart next year and, and try again. So, I kind of want to change the mentality on this one sentence that you just said, though. I'd actually, yeah, please. It's, it's not that I have seven weeks left. I have seven weeks from now. Would this conversation be different if it was the beginning of May and you had seven weeks? Yeah. So There's why is it not like now? A... Right. Yeah, I actually love that. That that's mm -hmm. a really key phrasing there. No, I respect that. Okay. Hey. Sorry, you can go, Tyler. No, that's that's pretty much it. I just I just think, dude, you gotta like you just gotta buckle down and just realize that. And I. I I think what you're trying to say there, Daniel, too, is like now is the best opportunity. Why wait till tomorrow, I suppose? Well, that and, you know, seven weeks. If you look at it from the lens of I have seven weeks left, it's not enough time for you to hire somebody to put into a role, to train them, to have them take a little bit of this pressure off of you. But if you look at it from the lens of I have seven weeks, like as an opportunity, you have enough time to train somebody and put them in a role. You have seven fucking weeks. That's so true, yeah. You could train somebody tomorrow. Like, might take you a week to hire them, but you can get them in the role and train them and have them take some of the shit off your back. Well, think how effective your painters were two weeks ago. That's seven weeks into the summer. Yeah. Like, that's facts. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay. Show up to the mindset. I'm going to give Max, like, action to, go, to what go. he can do. So, Max, what's your goal? 220. Okay, so write what you need to do to hit 300,000 and then reverse engineer the amount of work you need to input to hit 300,000 with seven weeks left, like Daniel and Scott and Zach are saying. For 300,000? Yeah. Not 220? 300,000, Max. Write it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like this. Do bigger. Yeah. You, you aim for the... You, what's the quote? Something about the moon hit the oh, stars right. or... <laughs> Even yeah, if, you, if you aim for the moon, even if you miss, you'll land them between the stars. stars. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, three hundred thousand is a goal. What do you need to do every single day? So break it down into into week by week, and then day by day. Oh man, like, and then just do that yeah. every day because who knows? Maybe you won't hit three hundred. You, you know, Your you max. put in the effort. Maybe you hit four hundred thousand, and there you go. Like, who knows? Or you oh. hit three hundred thousand, you do way more than. <laughs> so hold I on, this, I have a spreadsheet oh, I just made. I'll send to you. Yeah, okay, thank you. Where I'm at right now is like to hit 220 with the current systems and current skills that I have and where I'm at in the business it like it's just like paralyzingly fucking scary. That's good. Shit. Yeah, shit's still getting done, but like at this point every single time I look at what I have to do, I'm like how the fuck 
am I going to make it through this week? Like I genuinely each week have no idea how I'm going to pull it off. But do and you it's do like, it each week? What? Do you pretty well do it each week? Uh, not every week, no. And that's kind of, at this point, it's like, that's why I said, I, I think I might just not be operating in an efficient manner with my time. Cause it's like, I feel like if I take even a second away from doing the things that I'm doing right now, it's like the business is just going to crumble and fall apart. And it's like, it's genuinely for the last like three weeks. Like, yeah, I've been fucking operating at a higher level than I have ever before. But also like, it's been fucking like, it's been the most painful and exhausting like time ever. It's like, because I need to fucking pull it off. And at this point it's like, there's just so much uncertainty and I just genuinely really don't want to fail. Well, okay, then dude, it's, it's so, it's so simple at this point then. Like Let's if go. you don't have the time <laughs> in your day to do what you need to do each week, what we were just talking about, you need to, you need to bring the people up on your team with you. Then you need people like, uh, how often are you cold calling right now? And like, where are these, where's this time going and the energy going? Like it, do your painters have roof racks like do you is it are you still like doing the 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 tedious tasks throughout the day that eat up like that you think are only gonna eat up a half hour but two hours later you're like fuck like is it because i know you can fucking do it dude you're very intelligent very skilled it's just the allocation of of what you think is important to do i feel like is the disconnect right now and that's the only way that i've been able to get to that next level in my business doing anything in the range of two hundred thousand. is i've had to just be like cannot can't even fucking touch the stuff anymore yeah i don't know it, it might also be a little bit of ego involved because like i always viewed myself of like oh i don't like run the biggest business but like i run it super clean super organized and like everything's very yeah. well delegated whereas now i'm like fuck like even that's like falling apart within my business um well, cause, yeah cold, like cold calling then like how much are you cold calling right now like how much hours a week is that eating up your time right now I reduced it. I like I I basically Can you um, eliminate it? No, not fully. Why? I have. I we have. got 19 leads this week. Yeah, dude. I hired more marketers. I have four marketers now. I don't cold call. Why would I cold call? I check in, but like you need, right? I'm do we're doing 30 hours of cold calling a week between these four guys. Why the fuck do I need a cold call? You have indeed right now, Max? Yeah. Okay, what I did is I went onto Indeed and I started, I, I ran an ad that cost me $8 a day, ran it for five days, got 60 applicants, did a few interviews, shuffled through the interviews, found a couple kids that are in grade 10. On the resume, it showed that they had like all these different sports that they're into. So I was like, hey, fuck yeah, these kids are obviously athletic and they're cool. Kids in high school that do every single sport are the ones that just are social and like to get after it and are very confident. So I was like, these are my kids. Hired him. He referred me to three of his buddies, hired one of the other ones, sent two of the other uh, cold callers to my other franchisee. And now I have three franchisees or sorry, three. <laughs> I have three cold callers. And then I got my other franchisee, Brett, to also I made a deal with him that if he could equally bring in people to a cold calling team that I would, that we could make a cold calling team together. And starting this week, we're going to have three to four people going out shared among our areas in which we took turns training them. Yeah, dude. I actually asked one of my marketers if he knew anybody and he had three buddies that he brought in and I got a painter out of it. I got two painters out of it and three marketers from one person just by saying, hey, do you enjoy this job? And he's like, yeah, it's sick. I'm like, hey, do you have any friends that would enjoy this job? 
And he's like, yeah, I think I do. And then I sent him a link and his buddies all applied and I hired all of them and I taught them all how to cold call and they fucking love it because they're hanging out together. They're out fucking cold calling and getting paid. They're young kids. They're making 20 bucks an hour. They fucking love it. And I'm going to send you over my cold calling script that I use that I sent all my people to train with. I'll just put in the You just pay them a flat rate, Daniel? You play yeah, flat 20 bucks an hour. Um, and I actually run all my marketing through my payroll. But I have less labor burden than you guys do. So I wouldn't advise that you do it. Um, I'm doing mm-hmm. it because what was happening is I was like pulling money out of the business and then spending it all on like marketing and like my marketing team. So it was like, I wasn't actually paying myself. So now I just run everything through my business. It's much easier okay, for me. Sorry, yeah. It's just, it's, it's easier from like an accounting no. standpoint as well. Um, but yeah, I pay them 20 bucks an hour. And then, cool. so Max, what I do too, I mean, how I pay, that's, I especially cause these, like these, I never thought that like, actually these, like the high school students would be dope. But I remember when, Brady, you said it, I heard John talk about how like high school students are actually dope for this time of the year. I was like, oh, I need to, I need to explore this. And it's dope. High people in high school, their minimum wage is 13 an hour. It's not 15. And this kid that went cold climbing for me, his first week, he averaged $21 an hour. So they went and told all of his buddies that he's making 20 bucks an hour, roughly. And they're all like, what the fuck? So then they all want to work for me. And they're cool kids. Their parents drive them to go cold calling or they bust. Like it's <laughs> yeah, dude. One of my of- one of my marketers too, his mom drops him off. It's the fucking best. She waves at me and I'm like, yeah. hey, how's it going? It's fucking awesome. It's, <laughs> it's so crazy. good. Like my my whole head is flipped on this. And like I like it's actually sick. Well, it's it kind is- of funny too, because like parents want to see their kids succeed. And so like yeah. they get pumped because their kids coming out and make 20 bucks an hour. Like the parents will drop them off. They drop them off at soccer practices and volleyball and all this fucking shit anyways. So all you have to yeah. do is make sure like, hey, do you have a reliable transportation to get around these areas? And if they like can, they don't necessarily need a car. But I've had mm-hmm. I've had two marketers at carpool. They just show up together. Yeah. So yeah. what I'm saying is if you take $50 this week and drop it into a very high producing Indeed on t- or app or sorry, add on to Indeed, which will get results because we know how Indeed works and you're a very lucky person to be on Indeed. I'm sure a bunch of people are punching the head right now or slap you through the DM because they, they want it so bad. But just do it. Drop like 50 bucks into it. Put a quick ad out there. I'll, I can even send you the ad that I used if you want. And get yourself out of cold calling so you can be calling leads. You can be doing more qu- quotes. Not and... even a problem of like not being able to be out of it because I set up my team now for painters to be doing 32 hours a week of cold calling and a marketer now doing 12 hours a week. So that's okay, three, four hours a week of cold calling. So then, like, the results will come then. I just, yeah. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? I don't, you, I, I don't know. I, 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 I just started. Like I'm I know lazy, started. though, if I'm not doing it myself. No, 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 stop. No, no, you got to get rid of that. Yeah, you got to get That's the mentality, go. dude. That's that go. is why you have not been able to scale to the size that you've seen us scale to yet. That is the mentality right there. It's the only mentality that stopped you this entire time. Yes, you've run a very, very clean, profitable, whatever efficient business, which is fucking great. But that's the same mentality that's kept me at 40 and 60K. That's the same shit that I used to say when I was doing 40 and 60K. But it was a fear thing. It was like, I can't let go of my baby or my entity. And you you have to like let go of it and be okay with just like, and I love what you said in the group chat earlier, where you're like, you practice the whole, put your phone on, do not disturb for 30 minutes at a time. Like that was probably a huge win for you this week, I bet. It helped. I, I, I've still been, even through the 30 minutes, I'm still fucking stressing. <laughs> Good. And keep doing it. You have to work that muscle, dude. It's like when you do a bicep curl for the first time, your fucking arms like, dude, what the fuck are you doing to me? Like your brain is not going to be okay with that at first. But if you want to get to that next level, that like that is that is the next step, dude. You got to wrap it. You're like 100% in your own way. 
Like okay. Max is literally just standing in front of Max saying, Hey, I need to do this this way because it makes me feel good. And other Max is like, but I want to grow. And you're like, no, <laughs> we need to stay here because this is how this works. And it's better this way. But it's like, you don't fucking know. But I say my and, quote for the week, cause this literally hard, applies hard. to exactly what yeah, yeah. say it, say. So the, the only thing standing Pardon me. The only thing keeping you from what you really want in life is a story you tell yourself about why you can't have it. Mm-hmm. So this is exactly what's happening here. You're telling yourself that you need to be cold calling because if you don't, you're being lazy. But in reality, cold calling is a very like low skill task that can be extremely easily delegated. If you if you can pay someone twenty dollars an hour to do something. At this point of the year, when you're in the situation that you're in, you should not be doing it. Like, and especially if you have, how many hours do you say of cold calling you have coming in? 40? Like roughly 40, yeah. Even at a half, like, like 0.5 leads, leads an hour. Week, yeah, it's 20 leads a week, easy. You could take the hour, you, you literally just take the time that you would spend cold calling and substitute that for calling leads and you'd be well, no, the you thing is, have now, to find you, any other time. You have to substitute it. Yeah. All these new leads coming in, you no longer have a choice. If you're already having a problem with your time allocation, when are you going to find time to call these leads? You will not call them, and your your conversion rate is going to go back down to like 30, 35, 40 percent, and it's just going to be a waste of time. And you'll just have active leads that are just a waste of time and energy at that point. Sure. Wait, none of us have even asked Max how many leads he's getting from these 40 hours. So let's let's well, see because it hasn't answer. started yet. It hasn't started yet. That's it, like I what I did is basically um last week we only clocked in 23 24 hours I think. Okay. Uh, total. Um but last week uh I my leads for the week were 15. I don't remember how many of those were from cold calling. I it's usually around like 0.5 leads an hour is pretty consistent for that. Um so basically is because like before I was trying to do like all of the cold calling myself. And like, I was just at a point where I'm like, I like, I physically, I need to be booking like at this point, like close to 20 K a week to keep up with the team. Like I can't cold call enough like hours myself in order to like still function here. So I sat down the team last week and we basically made a, made a spreadsheet. I kind of enrolled them into the goal of like, Hey, this are like, uh, financial goal for the year like we're trying to produce two, uh, $220,000 worth of painting I know to you guys like that's just a big number that doesn't mean shit it's like this is how many jobs that means uh, we need to get and like you've cold called before that's how many leads that means we need to get and like kind of tied in all their goals I made like a spreadsheet with like a leaderboard for like who got the most leads that week and like how close we are to hitting our goal and like they've been logging their stuff and basically I shifted it now so I have um the last two hours of their eight hour shift Monday through Thursday, they're uh, marketing and six hours of painting. And then one guy's doing or two. Oh yeah. Sorry. One guy's doing uh, Monday through Thursday, seven hours of painting and then uh, three hours of marketing. So like, that's kind of how I shifted it, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just, it hasn't been long enough. Wait, did you start it yet? Did you start, are you starting it this week? I, I started it, but I haven't like implemented to like, the full hours yet they've just been doing like part of that yeah sweet okay Dude, give it three yeah. weeks bro yeah, yeah. yeah. in your schedule yeah. to cold call this week yeah take it out four days <laughs> four take days it out. make phone calls take it out yeah. 
Call every single lead. Wait, what what else is in your schedule besides cold calling? Let's pull up Max's schedule. So I'm, you... I'm curious, Dan. Because I well, bet I... you there's fluff in there. That not... Yeah, okay, sure. Here we go. Yeah. But I um yeah, so basically tomorrow. Um I have to go. I have to Big. These are I love the morning game. workouts and sauna. Let's go. <laughs> Brady got me on that. Have you uh, missed a day? Take the shower out. We can optimize. Take the shower out. Yeah, dude. You don't, <laughs> you don't need to smell good. You're trying to succeed here. Yeah. No, wait, actually, wait, wait, that's wait, actually wait. A, a thing that I've been doing is like, I think I said it in the group chat. If I'm not like pulled in to the gym on the dot or like earlier of like when I intend to be, I'm like, messaging you guys because i'm not going with anyone in the morning so i need someone to call me out if i don't do it so far there's only been one day but <laughs> knock on wood doesn't happen um either way so like tomorrow i have to go um i have to add these to the schedule but i basically need to start three different jobs um then i have my weekly call or sorry is this this week fuck sorry that's yeah, out of curiosity sake because like i awesome. this is awesome you can go through your schedule and everything like that but like what are you like the stuff that's not in the schedule like do your painters have a roof rack no, I okay. move all my own ladders for. Okay, boom. Well, there you go. Hours. That is going to save you like a bajillion hours and mental time in just going by a roof rack, dude. That's expensive. Dude, yes, I will send you $350 right now to go do it. And you can That's pay all it costs. It'll take you five minutes <laughs> we'll to get, I just did we'll get a, last We'll week. get a, a universal one. I, Dan, I know what you're going to say we actually found a super sick universal one that we can get here in Edmonton. I can send you a link for it. Dude, send um, it. Send it. Yeah, I'll send it to you. All bunch of the front roofie franchises have been getting this year. You just need to do it. You need, like, for example, the other day, uh, my painters needed a ladder that they didn't think they would need originally, and I had like a bunch of estimates that I wanted to do during the day and like some other random shit. And I thought to myself, I was like, oh, okay, well, like I got to drive all. It's going to take a lot of time. I was like, fuck, like I, I don't really want to do, it, but I'll just go do it. And then I thought to myself, I was like, no wait, my painter Walker's got one. So I just like texted him that night. I was like, hey, dude, like I already got some stuff going on. They need to get, um, they need a ladder at their site. Um, I'll pay you an extra hour or whatever it is. Just let me know what it is. And like, can you just go and like drop a ladder off for them? And he's like, yeah, dude, no problem. And think about it, as a painter and just think about a job. Like I had a job and I was like cutting grass. I loved when my boss let me go do the runs to the store to pick up like the oil for the thing or, or go all get of the my guys supplies. always hate it. Like every single time I've had a painter that like has to run around just like doing a bunch of shit. They're like, fuck, like yeah. Okay. Well then just whatever like it's wait, wait, wait 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 do you know that they hate it or is that a story no, you can no, get rid of your they, you can get rid like of your that. schedule by the way i can't see anyone's yeah. faces yeah <laughs> looking okay. close to the screen right there you now. go yeah there you go there we go but no I yeah like, like, so wait wait they've physically been like max i fucking hate driving around and doing extra tasks for you you're a douchebag yeah, why are you making I, me do this <laughs> i've had pad meetings where uh feedback has been like you know like we don't like having to go get paint in the middle of the day because we feel like we have to like pause from painting and then like go grab that. And like they're aware they're being paid for it. They're aware where it's in like the budget. So it's not like cutting into okay. uh, their time. And they they don't like just like picking up shit midway through the day. They don't like like having to go do random it's miscellaneous things. I don't like their attitudes, man. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Dude, I'd be like, yo, okay. Like, this has but, been like every single person ever. <laughs> when, no, fuck no. My painters love doing shit for me. I just yeah. ask them nicely and they go and do it. They don't fucking complain. They just it, do it. You know why? I set expectation that that's part of the fucking job. I, yeah, I just say, hey, go grab your paint or else you won't have any paint to put on the wall. 
Do you remember this time last summer when we had like this huge talk of Zach about this exact same thing and how he was like burnt out and he and he was really nervous about talking to all his painters. Dude, your painters don't understand what the fuck's going on. I bet you're going through the same shit I did, man. And you were like, yo, you might not have a job in a week and a half. Well, I've been constantly I've been eight days out from running out of work for three crews, now gonna be four crews. For the last like three weeks now. Dude, you, you want to know what happened to me last year? I was in that exact same boat. I had one week's worth of work left. I had seven painters. I called everyone. I said, hey, come to my house on Monday morning. I can't remember. It was either Monday morning or Monday so I afternoon. I have a job for you Monday. I said, hey, no, no. Everyone come to my house. We're all going to hang out for a bit. A little drinks and everything. We all sat in a powwow in a circle in my backyard. Yes. And I just said, hey, I'm going to be totally real with you. I need your help or we're all fucked. And here's why. And they were like, oh, shit. And everybody got on board. Everybody started cold calling. Everybody started pushing. And we booked 42K in one week because my painters understood how far below water I was. And I asked for help. I was like, hey, guys, like, I cannot do this on my own. And I care about you. And I want to make sure that you guys hit your goals because you all told me you wanted to make X amount of money throughout the summer. And you all wanted to have a job throughout the summer. And I've been pushing to the point where I'm like, I'm going to die if I keep doing this. Like I, I physically cannot do it anymore. And I want some help. I need some help. Okay, what and... am I missing here? Because when I hear that, if I like if I imagine myself doing that, I view it as weakness and huge disorganization and a lack of uh performing in the uh in the position that I'm in. Cause I set the expectation with painters that like my job is to make sure you have work for the summer. So if I come to them and I'm like, hey guys, like my job isn't being done to like the level I hoped it would be. Like, I, no, I don't know. I just feel like that's a shitty thing. But you just explained to them everything you just explained to us. You have three crews. You're now adding a fourth that, that wasn't anticipated. So you're having more people come into the business and you just need help. There's no weakness. People fail, man. There's no just weakness. Being vulnerable. Like okay. it's just letting yeah. people know that like, Hey, you know what? Up until this point, because it was like my painters knew I was fucking busting my ass. They knew I was grinding every single day. So when I sat down and I said, hey, I need some help, it wasn't because they thought that I was weak and I didn't do my fucking job. It's because they realized that like this guy is literally going to murder himself without us. And they got on board because they realized like I was like, hey, man, I'm out here in the ocean. And I'm fucking drowning. I've been swimming for a bit. I can't figure it out. You know, like I, I need some help. Like, will you guys fucking come and help me? And they were all like, hell yeah, dude, I respect you as a human being. And I also want to have a job and I want to stay here and work and I want to make money. And we are a team. And I just I just gave them the power and then they took it and ran with it. It's not weakness. It's not. Max, when I when I went from my sixty k to two twenty a year, I had a painter that came with me from year to year, and during that year of sixty k, me and her were together every single day, painting together, just about, and I took care of everything. Ladders always were there, buy lunch, hang out, paint was there, whatever, and she we were actually like good friends as well. And she saw from like an inside, especially near the end of the summer. Uh, Cause I actually talked to her about the idea of franchising and she goes, I could never do what you do. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, you are constantly running on empty always. 
And I was like, well, we have fun all the time. Like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I'm just not built that way. Like, I can't just go and like do this. And I it really, that's really reflected on that. And I was like, well, what, what the fuck do you mean? And this was coming from like a good friend of mine who worked with me. And I thought about it and came back, whatever. And like, she was completely right. Like, I literally was like the worst friend to myself that I possibly could be. I was my own worst enemy. I wasn't allowing myself to go out there and live a life and just be happy, essentially, because I had this expectation in my head that I had this responsibility because I had the title on my business card, owner operator, that everything is on my shoulders at every single time. And I had to just be the person to take all the shit for everything and do everything. And she even would like ask for it. She's like, Hey, I'm okay with helping more. Like I'm your friend. I want to see you succeed. And that's when I had that decision I made. And I talked to her. I was like, Hey, look, before I fast forward, I was like, look, I agree with everything you said. I've been reflecting on this a lot. I want to make this a, a different thing. And for that, I'm going to have to remove myself from the relationship that you and I are used to into this new relationship. So I can actually run a real business and learn what it means to real, run a real business. And part of that, what I got to do is develop a really fucking cool person who was a friend of mine and a great painter. And I got to work with her on such a cool, close relationship on how to like coach painters and train painters and all these other cool elements that actually go into running a business, because that is like being what a business owner is about. Because otherwise, what you're describing to me is that you just literally have bought yourself a job for the summer, every single summer. And like, you're not. In, in a sense, the idea of a business happening almost isn't because you're not allowing the opportunity to bring key people in that want to grow with you and, and want that responsibility to allow you to go and do your job so they can do your job. It's just, it's so unfair. And like, I, I love like Zach is a great example of this. It's not a fucking shocker to me that, that so many people, Zach's painters and stuff are franchisees or express interest in it or that come back year after year after. Like it's, it's an, it's, it's because he does a great job of of building those people up to be independent to to do those things and like you can look at examples all across this call here right now and like we've all come from like where you're at right now and you can see how everyone is operating so different now we were all in that same boat It's, and you don't even necessarily need to talk to everybody at once if you if you feel like maybe that makes you weak. But if you sit down, I guarantee you, if you sit down with somebody one on one and you say, "Hey, is there any way that I could hand off some responsibility to you? I would be willing to pay you more. I would compensate you for that. Would you be able to carry this boulder for me? Because I've been carrying it for so long, my back's broken, and I don't think I can carry it anymore. I guarantee you, they're not going to be like, "Go fuck yourself, Max." No, I, in fact, I have like a guy who wants to franchise next summer and like he's, um, he, he now works 48 hour long weeks and he's still like asking me like even last pad meeting we did, he's like, Hey, like what other responsibilities can I take on? Get that guy like, roof rack tomorrow. Well, like that guy is your best friend right there. Like he's straight he, up. What should I, what should I delegate there? then because like okay. at this point i genuinely have no idea what i should and shouldn't right. be doing and i'm doing everything like i'm pressure washing inside the business i'm doing all test patches all scheduling you're I'm fucking, not, power, dude, washing you're fucking power washing yes 
I know I said I power washed on Saturday. That's the first time I've power washed anything all year. I've never had a pressure washer in the last. And it was literally just because I have so much respect for my employee and I saw them grinding it out all day and I felt horrible. And I was like, you know what? It's seven o'clock. I finished all my quotes for the day. I'm just going to step in and save you. And that guess what? That employee is going to respect the shit out of me and they're going to want to help me when I need aid. So like totally worth it. But like if you're pressure washing on a regular basis, that's got to fucking go. Like I'm a high school kid, pay him twenty dollars an hour. Yeah, anything that uh, this is. What Are you, you picking up paint still, Max? No, he said that was handled. Uh, I don't pick up paint. I do pick up like the, the like obviously the first like test patch gallon and do all of that. But like past that, Dude, I well, yeah, that's fine. Pressure washer does the test patching. Everybody needs to do this. It's the fucking greatest thing ever. You know how many times I've done test patches this year? Two, ten, twenty. I don't know. Two was right. Oh, done shit. two and they were interior projects i've actually sent somebody else to do interior test patches i don't do them anymore it's a fucking waste of your time max i think a really good thing that would be awesome because we could just sit here and just like play this like what's this let's get i honestly think just make a list this evening or over the next whatever this evening it'd probably be best because you need to take action quick here but make a list of pain points that you are like you, you, you can recognize, like you don't need us to to come to this realization. I feel like, I feel like if you sit down and make a list of the tasks that you do throughout a day, that's why when you brought your calendar up, I'm like, I don't fucking care what your calendar looks like right now, because it's not <laughs> the calendar. It's this, all this other little shit that's not in the calendar that is causing you re- havoc right now. And I think make a list of pain points in your business, things that like test patch. Sure. I don't know. But for, for example, like tomorrow I have a painter who I'm instead of getting to paint right away, I got. My pressure washer can't is not available this week. So for the first half of the day, he's gonna go and pressure wash a couple houses and then go back to the job site. But regardless, I think just make a list of things in the business. Maybe do the whole dollar figure thing of like, is it worth 50 an hour? Is it not? And then I think make a list there. And don't ask us. We don't know what your business looks like day to day. Ask the homie who wants to do all this shit. Make this list. Be like, hey, these are all the things that I do in my day that I could probably be spending my time doing other things, especially if you get 40 hours of cold calling, amount of leads and office leads and web leads. Hello, leads man. It's going to be insane. You're going to want to like jump off a bridge if you're operating and doing this and all. It's going to be crazy. And I would just sit down at him and be like, here, this is like what I do. What interests you? This is stuff that I think you would be good at. Because we can give you all the answers here, but at the end of the day, we don't know what his strengths are. You do. I think this is a talk that you need to figure out with him. And then I would take whatever he can't do and I would go to the next painter that you think can handle it and say, hey, here's a list of stuff that I need to do that maybe you might be interested in. Is there anything here that you think you might want to do? And then just work your way through that list until you've gotten rid of all the me- like the medial tasks. And there's only two. There's only the, the outcome of this is, is a win-win because think about it. The painter is going to wake up in the morning and be more fired up especially if it's what they want to do. Like, I understand not giving something to someone who's like, like, oh my God, I'm going to hate my life if I'm doing it every single day. Like, I get that. You got someone who's asking for it. He's going to wake up, feel better. And just like me the other day, if the case, like what I told you, where I didn't want to go take a ladder and it was kind of stressed me out a little bit. But then I was like, yo, Walker, can you handle this for me, dude? It's like, no problem. No problem at all. And then I got to go on with my day and do what I need to do. And it was like, it was sweet. My actual, my whoop strap notified me. It's like, You've spent three hours less on average on stress today. It was like, I spent, it was like, it was like, you spent like five or 10 minutes in the high stress zone today. I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. So like three it was dope. hours. <laughs> no, dude, I was there. You got, I, sh- I showed you my, my whoop strap thing. Like I, I, yeah. I showed you guys all that shit. So like identify that. So you, you can wake up feeling better and go through your day a lot better. 
But also, this is the cool thing about running a business now. You get to make the decision. You get to also empower the people around you and make their days better. But you're choosing not to make their days better right now. Yeah, it's honestly selfish. It's very selfish. No, seriously, because you're standing in the way of your people's growth. Yeah. You're not, you're thinking that you're thinking that you can do it so much better than everyone else that you're not giving them the opportunity to grow for themselves and take on these responsibilities. Like what, what we do as a franchisee is not special. Like, yeah, there are some things that require different learning levels, but we all learn it in a matter of a couple of years. Like anyone can learn how to do the things that we're doing. So the fact that, you know, you have a lot of those items that aren't delegated just shows that, you know, you, you might think that, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you think that you are the only person that can do it and it needs to be done by you in order for the business to run the way that you want it to. Man, what was I thinking? What the fuck? We might as well pick up a paintbrush well, at this point. Don't even, and honestly, don't even beat yourself up because it's it's just the mentality where you're like you in in your way of thinking. That's what you thought was the best case scenario because you got to control the pieces and make sure things were going at the very, very best it was. So don't like hate yourself for this. Like just be like, okay, fuck yeah! Like this is the this new is way awesome, of moving forward now. This is fucking awesome because the cool thing is you've got to learn how to run production really fucking great. Like you are incredible at running production now. So now it's time to take that and pass the baton. Well, the fact that you've been operating in these last few weeks, the way that you have been, you know, like you have like a newfound persona within yourself. You've been calling all your leads and like doing all the stuff while fucking power washing, cold calling 12 hours a week and running your own fucking ladders around. Dude, imagine what you would be capable of if you eliminated those from your daily schedule dude i want to go find what you fucking beast like like how many hours are you going to free up you can do so many more high level tasks in that time it's not even fucking funny remember in the group chat when you wrote i want to go find right now but it's gonna take forever when you wrote something like the old max is dead or something like you wrote something like that yeah it's the beginning of what is happening right now so just the old way of operating is now you've come out of the caterpillar cocoon, beautiful butterfly. And Max, honestly, I know the Not roof rack things seem expensive, but really think about it. How many hours last week do you think you spent driving ladders around? I don't even know. <laughs> and what, what, and what, like, let's say hypothetically, let's say six hours. Okay. Maybe an hour a day. Would that be fair? Yeah. Would you say you value your time at $50 an hour? I'd have to do some math, but that seems reasonable, yeah. Well, there you go. You just paid for a roof rack in one week. I'm hmm. getting someone to send a link for it right now. I'm pretty sure it's like $279, the one that a couple of people have been getting. Yeah, like they're they're so cheap. that The amount of time that you'll save yourself that you can do so many other things. It's That's one of the the things that saved saved me the most time and the most I literally, stress. fuck I, man i don't know how i was so blind to this like that painter on friday he literally asked me he was like hey like i know in the interview you mentioned something about like roof racks and like 
you know, carrying ladders, like it's, that's still a possibility. And I was like, honestly, like, you know, I, I think with where we're at, like, it's not necessary. I, I do like all that stuff myself. So like, Oh, this guy was like, Max, I see you out there drowning. Would you like a hand? And you were like, fuck no, I'm good. Swimming like, out here. <laughs> like, I'm okay. Yeah, I I'm got good. this. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck, man! <laughs> fuck! I bought four roof racks this year, and they've been the best investments in my life. I wish I bought four. I only got one. I got yeah. first year too. Well, I, I didn't want. I should have only had to buy three, but then I had a bit of a crew mix up, yeah. so I had to buy another. Long yeah, story do. short, they're worth it. Dude, the feeling of like leaving a job site, like you go close this job site down, you're like walking around with a client or whatever, and then like your painter throws the ladder on their car and they drive away. It's the like, best. It's, it's just so like, good. I don't even know what, dude, it's like orgasmic. It's dude, like, there was a point last year where like my one crew would literally <laughs> like they would start like they would get they would get their own paint. They would go to the job site. They would paint the whole thing. I would get a phone call when it was done and I would just show up and pick up the check. And it was the best. And it was like that for like three months. It was the fucking greatest thing ever. That's where I'm at right now, honestly. It's the greatest. They they bring me the checks the next day or they call me to get credit card payment. Like I the the part that I'm trying to eliminate right now is me going there unnecessarily, which is my own fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me too. I'd I'd do that too still. Yeah, I, I'm just going there too much. Okay, well, I hate to cut this conversation short, but yeah. I got to get the fuck to bed. I need to go too. Not gonna lie, but fuck. Oh, this yeah. was great. I, Max, I, like, I'm honestly, I'm really fucking proud of you that you've done what you have done with doing all the shit that you do on a daily basis within your business. Because if I, I know if I was doing all the shit that you were doing, pressure washing, cold calling, all that stuff, I would not be where you're at. So. I'm not gonna lie, man. It's been hard. There's been like times where I like I don't think I'm a like a very emotional guy, but there's been times I've been sitting there and I was like, fuck, I, I could like be in tears right now. Like this is just yeah. That's yeah, been it's been hard. I think you have a really I think you have a really good opportunity for this last push of the summer to really because this is around the time where last year I kind of made that change too. So don't think of it like Daniel said that there's seven weeks left. Like you have seven weeks to make a huge change here. And yeah. you know, you can totally revamp your entire business. I appreciate you going about that the way you did there too, Daniel. So that seven week thing, by the way. That was awesome. That's huge for framing, right? Like yeah, it is. That's a lot of fucking time. It's we have we've had seven weeks up to this point. Well, a little more, but like we're halfway, boys. We're halfway. Yeah, I don't know why I'm viewing it as like, you know, we're a week into July right now. It's July 9th, which like, you know, that's pretty much like a little bit less than three weeks left in July. And like, you know, when you really think about it, end of July is, you know, when you finish up most of the booking. So like technically we're pretty much done the summer and that's kind of how I've been viewing it. <laughs> yeah. But... yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair, man. It's, it's definitely tricky because you're like, yeah, it's pretty much August. And then, you know, August is only a month away for September and then. Yeah, we're pretty much done. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Thank you, boys. Thank you for sharing, honestly. That was fun. Yeah, that was, that dope. was dope. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was actually a lot of fun.
Good stuff. Didn't even talk about Zach's trade arc. Fuck. <laughs> we'll get there we'll one day. Later, man. This yeah, is we'll get there one day. Twenty twenty four. Okay. Have a good night, guys. Oh, hold on. Quotes. 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 Okay. <laughs> Skyler does not have one. <laughs> he does not. He does not. It's fine. Dude. I ain't got a quote. If you want to dip, just dip. It's all good. Okay. I just got to bounce. I got to. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. See ya. See you, See you Sky. Love you, dude. Bye. Nice to you. Bye. I'd be willing to place money on the fact that Skyler really had to pee there. <laughs> he looked like he was doing a pee down. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've already said my quote, which I would like to say it again, though, because I feel like even after our conversation, it applies even more. Um, the only thing that's keeping you from getting what you want is the story you keep telling yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just going to marinate on that one. And I literally have no storytelling written think- on the board right in front of me. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to rephrase this quote. So the original quote is our fears don't stop death, they stop life. But I'm going to change it for you Max just a little bit. Our fears don't stop failure, they stop success. Yeah, I like that. Just a little bit. Just a little tweak. <laughs> yeah. What do you got for us Brady? Are we like getting off after this? I, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, bro. Like, I gotta fucking go. I I gotta get out oh, there. Yeah. Like Max and Brady you special. Do, you guys can do another Brady Max special. I gotta I gotta. I'm down, bro. Get my meal prep going. So I'm going to bed though, so I'm closing this bitch. I don't know how to hand it off. I have never figured this out. Just make, make one of them host. Yeah, and then the recording saves to one of their devices though. So just make sure to uh, do it to Brady's my computer. I don't think it can handle it. <laughs> I honestly, I genuinely have no idea how to do this. Yeah, click on me, click on the so, three little dots, click on the make host. Thir- yeah, three bro- dots on Brady. <laughs> Listener, if the podcast just randomly ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, if we, if we cut out here, I'm sorry. I am technologically useless. Uh, yes, Brady. Oh, did I do it? All the power. I did it. Okay, that means that the recording. You're never doing this back. (laughs) The recording goes to you, Brady. So you have to put it in the drive so I can edit it. Like I can put the intro and shit in. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Hold on. Before it's just me and Brady, I just need to run to the washroom. Can you guys like chat for like 30 seconds here? (laughs) No, No, you have to do a a pee dance like Skylar. Well, Brady, you got to give us your quote. Oh, yeah, I guess I'll do it. Oh, everybody's here, eh? That's a sandwich. Um, also, I like your new setup better, Brady. Like the background looks clean. Like the thank you, it's a nice one more modern. Just wait till you come. Wait if well, when you come here, yeah, I'm not coming this weekend, but (laughs) yeah, I'm coming eventually. Go ahead of myself there, (laughs) bro. Throwing salt in the woods. Yeah, the fuck. <laughs> oh, oh, you're not coming this week. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I forgot that you suck. <laughs> okay, you ready? Right. Um, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Good. Okay. Not to get, not to get my man. I have one that I sent earlier. I'm gonna say it too.
Uh, do not get upset with people or situations. Both are powerless without your reaction. Ooh, I like mm. it. That's true. I actually have a quote here that literally out of all people I fucking sent and then this applies <laughs> directly to my situation. As the island of our knowledge grows, so does the shore of our ignorance. Kitty. I saw a kitty. <laughs> that was a cute Damn. kitty. That's, that's, that definitely applies to your situation, man. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this is Max versus part two or what? No. Yeah, seriously, man. <laughs> I going to say, man, yeah. Max attack. <laughs> like my brain just got absolutely hammer fucked this call and I was not prepared for it. A good chat, actually. I don't. The first hour, I don't know what we were doing. We we, we completely went, hey, went we into left field, but we we circled back. See, there's value here, people. It's here. These are the best ones where we start off talking about a bunch of fucking nothing, no, and then we eventually <laughs> figure out something that's we get serious valuable. in the later part. This why we were to ask Daniel of like, what do you think the the podcast name should be? I like genuinely can't think of one because we talk about like 10 different topics. <laughs> and they're all so different. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good. I got it figured out. I got the title thing figured out. If we were a football team, though, the first half of the game would be a fucking joke. But the third and fourth corner, man, we would be. <laughs> like, all right, let's start trying now. All right. Yeah. All right. Halftime's over. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> all right, boys. I'm out. Have a good night. See ya. Right. Goodbye, listeners. Enjoy your Max and Brady attack. <laughs> Okay. All right, Brady. Me and you back at it again. What's, yeah. what's on the on the plate of discussion this time? Um, yeah, I just agree with what all the guys are, are saying. Um yeah, like <laughs> so you have a game plan to get your leads. Yeah. It's like it, there's a game plan of getting my leads. Um like with production right now. I don't know, like I, I ran through the numbers and I like have it all in front of me of like, you know, how big each payroll has to be, how much of that is deposits, um, what that means for like how many hours total I need to get, like assuming each painter works like on the low end 34 hours a week, you know, how many painters I need for all of that. Um, but I still, for some reason, feel like a little cloudy in terms of like, I don't know, just like delays or stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I think it's just like, a matter of having a better plan for everything because I, I definitely feel all over the place right now. Do you think there's a lack of focus of where you need to put your attention and energy and time? A lack of focus or like a... Like a lack of clarity, I guess. Clarity or focus. Um, Yeah. Well, yeah, like definitely. I've, I've been pressure washing. <laughs> why, do you th- why do you feel... Why do you think you had to power wash? It's because I've never had that position be filled before. Like, I don't know. I feel like for me, once like I need I need to do something for it to click for me. But once it clicks, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I know how to get better at this now. But like for it to click, I need to like just have that first aha moment. Whereas like with with painters, like I know how to hire a painter, how to train a painter, and you know how to delegate delegate certain like basic tasks to a painter. So like I can do that very well at this point, I think. However, with like pressure washing, I've never hired someone for a pressure washing position and uh, like just had them do that and like delegated all of that side. Or it's like, even if it's a simple task, it definitely feels like, I don't know, it's like a, 
I guess like there's a lot to learn, even though there isn't. <laughs> so it's like avoiding doing it. Yeah, I would say uh, a quote that I got from that 33 Shards of War book was um, don't rely on the same tactics to win every war as not every war is the same. Mm-hmm. So like you won the, the war of 100,000. Now you need to win the war of 220,000. So yeah. you can't use the same the same model. Mm-hmm. So therefore, based off the conversation earlier, you need to understand, you need to delegate power washing, do what the, do what the guy mm-hmm. said, just delegate things because your time is now at a point where like scholars so you need to, to scale it now. Yeah. So like, like in the evenings, you need to be like, once the leads are rolling in, uh, you need to start using the evenings to call those leads. And it's also very important too, because it depends on like, you have to limit where you put your energy and focus. So you know how um, Skyler said earlier about Ron Williams, like eating the same foods every day. If you look at me and Kyle, we eat the exact same food every single day. Cause yeah. I, I got this quote, I got this um idea from Mark Zuckerberg, you know, Mark Zuckerberg wears the same clothes every day. Yeah. Cause, cause his, his answer was he doesn't have to think about it. So he saves brain power and focus and energy. And like, he can use that thought power for, for better processing for more important things. That's the, that's the problem that's going on here. Right. Mm-hmm. You're doing all these little tasks, which you can delegate. Um, and maybe there's other things going on in life as well. Whereas if you can just put your focus into the most important tasks, the the high output mm-hmm. tasks. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. That's kind of, I think I was chatting with you. Maybe it was John about it. Like the fact how like with your position right now, like I know you're expanding, but like for a while, like your only focus is just sales. I was like, fuck, like, that would be so nice to like, just be able to focus on, on one thing and get super good at it. Cause right now I feel like I'm doing like 50 different things, like half-assedly and not like excelling at them as much as like, I'd want to be. Yeah. That's the thing with business though. Um, like in the preseason, all your focus was on sales. And then obviously once May comes, your focus diverts to production. That's why a lot of people's sales fall. Mm-hmm. And then, but then you'd find uh I don't even want to say balance because I don't I don't believe in the balance thing, you know, because like you just have to find what what works for you to hit your goals. Like yeah. nothing will ever be balanced perfectly. Like you're, you're going to do more of this or more of that, more sales, more production, depending on the week by week, day by day. Like if you have zero leads to call, you're going to be more focused on production. Whereas if you have 60 leads to call and maybe you only got like one crew going, you can be more focused on sales for that day. Yeah. But basically, get a power washer. <laughs> Maybe do that test patch idea Daniel said. I feel like it could work out. I didn't I never did that. Um, but tried. It sounds like it's working for Daniel, so potentially it works. Um and then like the, the roof rack thing, bro. Like like, mm-hmm. like get the roof rack. Do you have the money for the roof racks? Like, is money the issue or what? No, I have the money. I don't know why. Oh, bro. <laughs> Like, oh, I don't this know. Is, this is this is what I did what I did uh, last year. I would I would tell the guys of like, okay, I I I would just make every crew independent. So I just give them like, I got the idea for, idea from John like those little like envelopes like you've seen his video. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like a while ago. Yeah, dude. So I, I would be like, I would meet up with them on like a Monday. I'm like, here's your paint jobs for the for the week. Mm-hmm. Good luck coming for anything and just dip. Yeah, they had all their ladders, all the roof racks. They just did everything. They knew how to do walk arounds. So I trained them on the first job how to do walk arounds. Um, yeah, just I just made them do everything, and then 
um, it's ironic. My parents would actually love going to get paints because they'd like because the, the paint store and trails right beside McDonald's. So like every time they had to go get paint, they just like get McDonald's, like McFlurries or iced coffee, something like that. But uh, yeah, they like the actual responsibility, ability, and like uh, Daniel said about the higher pay. Obviously, you got to pay them more. Because did you just say that you would give them a raise if they would take on more responsibilities? No, I just like. I, I even set the expectations that like, you know, that they'd be responsible for all the, all their own stuff. And it's like, they're already making very good money. Like, uh, they're all making between like 19 and 1925 and uh, a piece right now. And they're getting raises as well. So it's like, wait, are you giving them a, why giving them raises? It's not doing any extra stuff. I base, well, I don't know. I basically <laughs> have it set up where like uh, every month, if they're, you know, getting along well with clients, with their crewmates, doing good work, being clean, being on time, just overall excelling in their position, they get a 25 cent raise. That's, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could just uh, approach it by uh, going to them like, hey guys, so I know you're making good money. Um, do you guys want to make more money? So they say, they say yes. Like, oh, cool. Cause like, you know, you guys can carry roof racks, do your own ladders. You know, you'd make an extra dollar and a piece. It would translate. You guys, you guys would make like so much money. Like, oh, that's such a good idea. And then, who knows, right? Maybe they'll accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, because basically, at your point, the most important thing is is getting work, right? Getting work for them. Like, mm-hmm. is your production pretty smooth? Like, you have like no client complaints. Like, projects are are good. Clients are happy. Pay yeah, that's been money. good. There's been like, um, there's definitely been delays and stuff like that with like uh, certain projects going over budget but it's like i don't think that's been like necessarily on their part it seems like there's been more like issues on my part there and then um and then like like i said it, it's just been disorganized like i feel like some of the crews don't have all the equipment they need and stuff like that um, don't they? because i've just been running around doing 10 million things yeah so just print out a crew checklist sheet you get it to them like hey guys here's what you need in your crew kit go buy some of the paint store when you're out and just tell them to keep the receipts, give them to you. So you can enter them on Simon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're right. <laughs> so yeah, I would give them that envelope. And at the end of uh two at the end of the week, I would just like collect it with like the green sheets and everything. And then I would just have all the paint receipts and then enter them on Simon and then boom, done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta make a lot of changes here this week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like what what do you book at right now? Uh, one thirty six. So you had to do one hundred seventy thousand to get to three hundred. Yeah. Okay, but okay. Here's the <laughs> thing. Hundreds. Let's reverse engineer this. One hundred seventy thousand. Um, we have. Let's say we start booking work like second week of August. Uh, so that's do, one. Do third week. Just go right up. Actually, yeah. So do second week. Let's see what the numbers say. Do second week. One, two, three, four. So that's five weeks actually of bookings. Okay. So divided by five, that's $34,000 a week. Mm-hmm. Now divided by my average job size has been, I went four for four this week and booked 4K. Like it's, it's been, it's been, yeah, it is what it is. Whatever. Um. So okay, right now yeah. I, I think it's like, uh, is it 3000 or 2,900? Let's see. Uh, 2,971. So, Divided by, let's say three thousand. Sure, three thousand. That means I need to book eleven point three jobs a week, um, and 
I've been on average, I think at around a 57% booking percentage. So by 0.57. So that means I need to do 19.8 estimates and then times 1.2 to account for a 20% cancellation rate. Cause that's what I've seen fairly, uh, fairly consistent over the last three years. And that means I have to do 24 estimates a week, which means I have to, I like, obviously some of this is going to come from uh, office leads, money letter leads, all of that. Yeah. But if it was all from cold calling, that means I need to get 47.7 leads, which means I need 95 hours of cold calling a week. Like at that point, it's just like, <laughs> it's not, not well, even slightly realistic. <laughs> might as well just shoot for it. See how, see how high you can get. Cause what's yeah. your current plan? How many hours are you doing working a week? Uh, right now we're aiming for like 30. <laughs> but I have to make up for some. So I'm shooting for 40 next week. And then from there, just consistently get getting between 30 and 35. How big is your area? Will you run out of area to door knock or was it, will that be sufficient all the way to the end? That's the other thing that I'm kind of running into right now is um, I basically have three neighborhoods that I, I guess like four neighborhoods out of the six that I have that are uh, decent neighborhoods that being said, two of the neighborhoods, like we've been getting pretty good leads at. The other one on paper looks amazing, but every single time we've cold called it, like after February, like our leads per hour have been like 0 0.2, 0 0.3. Like it's just, it dropped so much. And I'm not getting like any web leads or office leads or anything like that from it for some reason either. Um, and then like I started exploring like a, like a different part of my area that's like, you know, decent amount of paintable houses, you know, not a super low income or anything like that. It's like a mediocre area. But like the amount of people that told me at the door that like either A, they were a painter or B, they were broke. Like that was an objection handle that I heard like multiple times every single night was insane and like smaller jobs in that area. So it's like either way, um, I, I definitely don't know how much like cold calling I can squeeze out of it. Cause it seems like right now, um, with like the people I had that went out last week, they tore through about half of a, of a good neighborhood. It's like by next week that will be done. And like the other good neighborhood is like tiny. So like within like a week and a half, I'll be out of cold calling. So it's like, yeah, mm. I'm, I'm trying to think of a strategy for that, but like at this point, I'm not too sure. <laughs> so you can't even like really door knock for, for the full five weeks because you'll be out of area unless you did round two, but yeah. Well, yeah. Cause like right now I think we're on round. I think it's five, four or what? five or that area. Yeah. My... You hit every single house five times. Not every single house. Um, Well, they're, like my area is 10,000 houses. um, And then like, about half of that is like the ghetto like it's just not worth cold mm. calling yeah fair, <laughs> um, enough, man, fair enough yeah and then uh like the other ones uh like the mediocre area i've hit twice now and the good areas i've hit like this is my fourth or fifth time now around those ones so like four times knocking on the exact same door yeah oh wow okay so Actually, you, maybe you've milked cool. out cold cold calling. Cold, yeah. you've milked it out i don't know like we're still getting leads right now but it's definitely like it's yeah 
I don't know how much longer because at this point it's like we can't have a month spread between uh, door knocking. Like it has to be like a, you know, every, I want to say two to three weeks, we're going to be pretty much out of houses to knock on and we have to restart. So it's, yeah, like I've been trying to send out more money letters than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started because I dropped off with posting on Facebook for a while. So I started doing that again. Um, cold calling my Facebook and, uh, and Google ad spend, I think is maxed right now. Um, and it's like, yeah, I, and we're like trying to milk our clients for referrals mm-hmm. with like referral fees, uh, or referral incentives and like asking for them, giving them a sheet like to fill out with referrals. So it's like, yeah, I don't know if you have any other ideas right now, that'd be great. Cause I haven't hit the point yet, but pretty soon I have a feeling that we're going to be drying up on leads. And then <laughs> when I need to keep four crews busy, I feel like <laughs> more panic is going to set in. <laughs> uh, do you go, do you go to businesses? Like do you walk in and no uh, business cards? I don't do any business to business. You don't want to? No, no, not that I, I just haven't done it. Just go do it then. Yeah. to be okay like what i did in trail was um in in february on my in my second year uh i just like i just fucking over the course of two days in trail i just like walked out like trail's pretty small obviously so can't really compare but like there's not like five streets in trail in downtown <laughs> so i just like take like my box of business cards and just like get a hundred in my pocket and just like walk and be like hey i'm brady with cnx painting um yeah just you guys need a painting here's my business card you may call do free quotes unless like give a quick spiel or something like that or you like ask the reception it's like hey's the magic magic here um i do paintings when i'm sure you guys any painting just do that i just handle all my business cards and i did that in february and then like i saw like a delay come like, like by like march getting calls for quotes and stuff like that so let's like walk walk down just walking a business say hey is the manager here i run a painting company just and if you notice anything on the outside like hey like i saw some peeling paint up there just wondering if you guys would like a free quote on painting that you know um or insurance painting, we offer those like warranty, li- liability insurance, everything like that. WCB coverage. Just one of you guys ever consider getting some painting done? Have you tried? Have you tried that at all ever? I have done it before, just oh. nothing this year. Well, honestly, man, at this point, I'd say just send it. Like, sounds like you've maxed out everything else. I don't know. No. Does like your DM have any other ideas? No, I've chatted with him and he like. Same thing. You just said to like stay consistent with like those things. Yeah, just stay consistent. That's all I could say. Yeah, because yeah, it sounds like you're maxed out. Yeah, but then yeah, definitely get the um, more responsibilities to the painters. Anything like that. Mm-hmm. Free up, free, free up your own time because then you might come up with your own ideas, right? Mm. If you have free time to, to think for your thoughts. Man, this is something. <laughs> this year has been, it's been a test. <laughs> new, a new max. Yeah. Yeah. Let's shift the conversation from business. Brady, what are some, well, the, the question we always ask on, uh, by always, I mean, the, the two times we've asked <laughs> on interview podcasts, uh, you know, what are Brady's key virtues? If like when you die, what do you want written on your tombstone? Um, he was a good father, brother, son, friend, husband, everything. Basically, a good person. What are your like? 
distinctions for a good person? Treat everyone with kindness. Don't judge anyone. Let everyone live lives the way they want to be lived. Help as many people as you can. Mm-hmm. Why do you think I always happy all the time, bro? <laughs> uh, yeah. How's the new place? Good, man. Is that your room there? Yeah. Me and Kyle love it. <laughs> kind of looks like you're just in the middle of a living room because there's that wall that divides, <laughs> but it's only like half a wall. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, I see. Blind. What's to the left of you? Or I guess you're right. That's my walk-in closet. Oh, that's a closet. And then it goes to the ensuite. Nice. Big walk-in closet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I realized I really don't wanna I really don't wanna fail. It's like like I guess you can really only do so much to like um or you can really only do like the things you can only focus on the things that you can control and like just do those and pass that like if you know if you fail like that's what it is like that's just not a reality i want to live in like i don't know i don't want to be in a spa right now where it's like you know we max out all our marketing and it's like it's just a matter of it being too late because i feel like there, there's there's like m always more things i could do it's like the the quote i think i i said a while back of like don't do uh what was it don't do your best, do what's necessary. It's like, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just really don't want to fail. And like the, the possibility of it has been creeping up more and more with each week here. Yeah. I'd say just don't get attached to the result. Yeah. But obviously like use it to feel you. Yeah, I don't know. It's like also, I don't know. I, I've I've tied the result to like just so many things now of like, you know, things for next year, like Mexico and it's just like, you know, there's just so much of it now where it's like <laughs> the consequences of, of not hitting my goal just seems so large and it's probably like built up more in my head than in reality of what it is. But it's, yeah, I don't know. There's been a very big pain point there. <laughs> Yeah, I would just say, you know what you need to do? So just do the work consistently mm. because if you, you know what you need to do. So if you just do it consistently and you stick to your, your word and, and do it, you're just going to generate that habit of you always, you always just like, you're always doing things like you always, it's like the small wins, right? Mm -hmm. And then maybe you don't hit the one big goal, but you hit the, the goals, you hit the input goals that you theoretically need to hit that goal. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you could have a goal, let's say, of 200,000 and you, you you do an input. Like, just use my second year, for example. My goal is 300, just like you guys. So me and Jessica made a plan for me to do 300. I just did the thing every single day. And then I ended up at 300 by preseason. So I was like, oh, fuck. All right, let's just, <laughs> let's just keep doing this then. So there's no plan for it. Um, and then, like, obviously, if you fall short of it, don't beat yourself out. Like, as long as you're satisfied with the work that you put in. Mm-hmm. Like the, the 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 thing people are gonna be careful about is that like at the end of the day it's your life, right? So that's what you want out of life. Mm -hmm. 
So if you know what you need to do and you do it every day, then why wouldn't you be going to bed like happy or satisfied? Like don't get attached to it. You can't control how much money other people make. You can't control how other people think. Oh, that's all situational, but yeah. Yeah. You can influence, of course, but yeah. And you, you can't control who's going to book. Well, you can depending on how good it sells, but like you get the point. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't worry about like the classic Marcus Aurelius. Sorry, like you suffer more in your imagination than in reality. Like, like Ryan Holly says all the time, don't, don't worry about what you can control. Only worry about what you can't control. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like <laughs> the best way to describe it is I feel like there's been so much so many like growing pains lately here. Just like realizing like conversations with different people that like the man I need to be and the man I didn't even realize I was but like am right now are so far apart and it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah just yeah, yeah a lot but of I, I, changes. I, yeah I wouldn't say don't make it too hard on yourself though right because if, if you set it too like if you if you're too hard on yourself and, and then you fall short you fail you might just resort back to your original be like, oh, well, I tried. It didn't work out. So I'm just going to go back because it's too hard. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're going to do that, but like people do that. Whereas if you like put in the effort, you know, you put in the effort, be like, okay, well, I did the effort. So let's just, let's just keep going. Basically just keep going. Right. Mm-hmm. How, how can you, how can you lose if you never quit? I like that. Yeah. Hmm. Did how are you, you and John with the 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 car wash? You guys are you able to talk about that? That's all John's stuff. I don't. Uh, he, he's all doing that. Hmm. I'm just just doing pro works, bro. <laughs> Every day. Were you on a lake yesterday? What was that? Yeah, I was in uh, Vancouver with my uh, cousins and uncle and auntie. Nice. Yeah, boat broke down. Go home at twelve thirty midnight, twelve thirty a.m. Oh no! We'll go so at that's seven. why you had like six hours of sleep, hey? <laughs> yeah, woke up at seven a.m. Went saw Jonah and then came back home. Mm. Did you go to the gym uh, Saturday morning? Nope. No Saturday. Woke up um, at the hotel because it was after softball. Um, then went to see my cousins and then went boating for the day. Nice. How much flexibility do you give yourself of straying away from your habits? That's actually a great question. Um, I'd say it's situational. Uh, for flexibility, ability though, I I'd probably say no more than like a week or two in a row. Hmm. Because, yeah, I find like that, that kind of goes back to the same like drinking and smoking thing where it's like I find, you know, if I let a little thing slide, then like all of a sudden I look back and it's like, whoa, like <laughs> this is now ruling my life. So it's like the same thing with habits. I find if like, you know, I miss one day or two days um, of like doing something then it's like a lot more likely to compound and like turn into three days and four days. And then all of a sudden it's been two weeks and then 
all of a sudden it's just like a completely different path. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah, let me rephrase that. I wouldn't go like two weeks in a row without doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, running. Like, I mean, like yeah. if I miss a Saturday, I'm not going to miss like three yeah. Saturdays in a row. Like two Saturdays. I mean, like that specific example. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm going to work out this Saturday morning. Of course, I'll be in Kelowna. Maybe Sky will come work out with us. We'll see. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, the drinking thing. I would say, you just like that atmosphere. Like all those guys that say that. I just, I just don't listen to that stuff because I just look at the individual's lifestyle. There's guys worth billions of dollars. They drink. There's guys worth negative money because they're in debt and they drink. It's it's how you live your life outside of drinking. Like Skyler's right. If if I go out and drink and have like two beers, but then I wake up and I do like five quotes and book fifty k, would you say I'm failing? Versus a guy that doesn't drink, but he just wakes up and does nothing with his life, goes to the beach all no, day. No, it's it's definitely not like a matter of like failing of like once you drink, you're like worse off completely. It's more just like, you know, how much better off would you be if you didn't do that? And that's like why I was asking, like, what it, it just depends, like, what you're optimizing for. Cause it's like, yeah, drinking is fun, but like, you, there's definitely a something you're giving up. So it's like, you know, if you're optimizing for fun, then like, that's a trade off that maybe you're okay with making, but like, that's kind of where I was trying to figure out, like, what am I trying to optimize for right now? Like in my early twenties, when I'm trying to like, I I now have like, <laughs> thanks to you, I, I, a new goal of like being worth hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> and like just living a life of no regrets. So it's like, you know, drinking in my twenties, like even if from, if it's from time to time, like I'm, I'm just not sure how much of an impact that really has. And like, you know, if that's aligned with kind of that man, I want to be. Yeah. It just comes down to the lifestyle you want to live, man. No, I don't believe anyone can say anything for individuals' lifestyles. I feel like you can have mentors and people that guide you, but at the end of the day, it comes to how you want to live your life and what outcome you want, what result you want. Mm-hmm. Cause everyone wants different things. Very interesting thing. I, um, very interesting interesting thing i realized is um no one is their own thoughts or opinions they are a combination of others thoughts and opinions yeah mm-hmm. yeah because i guess if you if you really think about like you know where your beliefs come from they probably can't came from somebody like close to you or somebody you know or someone uh, that influences you or someone's lifestyle that you'd like to to replicate yeah mentors Mm-hmm. yeah so every time i have a thought i just ask myself where am i getting this thought from and then ask is this a thought i would want to live with like i have a thought i'm like fuck i want a yacht i'm like yep that's brady <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saw lots of yachts on the boat on the lake i was like damn i was googling something like something like 250k i was like it's not bad 250k yeah, like a small one. Oh, okay. Not like a yacht, I guess you could say like a boat. Yeah, yeah. Big we, boat. we don't want a we don't want mini yacht. We want a yacht. <laughs> we on a yacht, yacht. <laughs> like, you know the Wolf of Wall Street, uh, honey, tw- hundred twenty meter yacht. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking love that movie. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, I'll just say, don't get too attached to the results. Be careful of your thoughts. Mm. don't don't beat yourself up 
you just acquired your new mindset like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, yeah, three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to not, I don't know, I feel like a lot of new thoughts and like ideas have been introduced, but I'm trying not to like, other than main things of like, you know, having my morning set up in a pretty certain and simple way of like just, you know, gym, sauna, and then get on with work. And then after that, just, you know, consistency in all aspects of life, I've been trying not to like change too many things because I don't want to like implement a bunch of like new things that I'm doing and like change my life completely, but then only do it for like a week or two weeks. So I've just been trying to trying to like make little changes, but like stay consistent with them. Yeah, say have you noticed that staying consistent is the hardest thing? Yeah. Isn't it weird how simple it is? Mm-hmm. What do you this might be a weird question. What do you do to stay consistent? Like is there any any strategies that you go about or is it just straight up you just do shit? <laughs> so yeah, it obviously has acquired over time. Like, you know, no one was born with it. Like um Basically, it has a skill that was acquired over time, just discipline. Just I have like a to-do list, what to do every day, stuff I like to do. So I just do it every day. Just just because like like it comes back to my philosophy is I, I want to die with no regrets. It's like basically at the end of the day, I'm like, hey, if I died right now, like I'd be pretty happy like with my life, what I did. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, yeah, like, I don't, I don't mad or sad or feel bad about anything. Yeah. And like I thought that Brad Lee video, like the ten million dollars or or um don't wake up thing, like that's so true. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you not wake up happy? Like you woke up. <laughs> you can't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I like every time Kyle, like I can tell you, he'll come over. I was like, "How your day, Kyle?" He's like, "Oh, I was okay." He's like, "Think it was planned." I'm like, "I'm like, oh, but you're live, right?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "So it's a good day." <laughs> He's like, oh, "I guess so." <laughs> yeah. Brady, can, can I come live with you guys? We're like, <laughs> <laughs> to like buy a mansion, like, a, like ten bedrooms. I have everybody live with us. Yeah. Hey, I mean, listen, like, pretty sure if we bought a mansion with ten bedrooms, like that would motivate us to make a lot more money. So <laughs> yeah, rents like ten grand a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It's uh, just enjoy life, right? That's the that's what it all comes down to. Just. Obviously, enjoy life, but work hard. Do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. As as John once said, everything falls into place when we follow a solid principles. Yeah. Just if you live by whatever rules you want to live by, as long as you're going to bed satisfied and and happy with with your life for the day, then I'd say you're you're winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. all right well we're gonna call it here because i still have things to do and it's currently 10 p.m <laughs> sounds good man okay i'll send this off to daniel what do you have your quote i already said my no i said my quote did you already say it yeah it was, it was the risk one. Oh, right never mind yeah oh good all right well <sighs> Everyone, thanks for listening. I do not have energy to do an outro. Go improve yourself. Go do stuff and be a better human.
be positive and smile because you're alive. Peace out, everyone. Hey everyone, you've been listening to the Prime 5 Podcast with your hosts, Max, Skyler, Brady, Zach, and Dan. If you're enjoying the show, remember to smash that like button and share with your friends. If you want to follow us or get more info, head over to our Instagram page at Prime5Pod, check us out, and shoot us a DM. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.